welcome, welcome, welcome to the Blame It on the Boogie podcast. We missed y'all. We missed y'all. Hey, but uh, back at it like a crack at it. Like like everything, life happens. We had to step away for a couple of weeks, but we back, y'all. We back. Back and better than ever. Hopefully we didn't lose too many of Mm y'all. Hopefully we get Uh you back. So this 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 is my theme song for y'all for right now. Welcome back, baby. To episode number 24. This is our Kobe episode. Two four, the black mama. Actually, I would like to clarify that that was Ken Griffey Jr.'s number. But also, before any of them, it was my number. That was my baseball number, the 24. So, just so you know. All right, now you start to sound like Rod in his uh, tennis match. I got the two east side jerseys to prove it. Brown, 24. All right, DJ messed up. Talking about some some brown twenty four. It's the Kobe yeah, episode. Shout out to Kobe. It's the brown twenty four episode. <laughs> hey, but we want to thank each and every one of you for continuing to, to tune in. We know we've been gone for a minute, but we are back and better than ever. Yeah. And we will continue to bring you breaking news and our thoughts on all things sports each and every week. Um, as always. We're going to do our little shout out, give our little roll call. We have <laughs> Antoine D-O-O-Z-E Williams from Florissant, Missouri. We have oh, yeah. Dorian, the Wonder Mouse Brown, that's no longer from Richmond, California. He's going to have to yeah, change guess, that. Guess where he ain't and guess where he <laughs> is. He's going to have to change that. He back in the boogie. Close to it, but in the boogie. The boogie. And of course, you got me, Rodney, right here from the Detroit, Michigan. Uh, and if you will, we usually start everything off with our recap. D, what recap us? Man, I don't know. <laughs> that was like recap. That's the recap, cool. y'all. We don't know. Yeah, we fifty. We we don't we don't, we don't know what we talked about a month ago. Yeah, we, we don't know what happened a month ago. Man, my brain is so out of here. I I don't remember anything to recap anything. All I can say is is I'm glad to be back. It's been too long. It's been too much stuff going on and I'm just glad to be back on here with my friends getting the chance to do what we like to do is talk sports. So I'll recap recap next week. I'll recap this week next week, but ain't no way I'm going to try to recap. What we, yeah, we can remember from we can remember at a week at a time, you know. Yeah, <laughs> go three, three, four weeks now. We can't remember that. What's you? I can't remember ago. Yeah, out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> hey, but hey, I will tell you one thing that we did. We uh, Dorian and I participated in the Jalen Rose Academy uh, golf tournament. Shout out to Jalen. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, that's that's beside the point. We participated. That's uh, that's all. The point is just that y'all did. Y'all did. What's important is that we we played for a cause. Um, for you know uh, what Jalen does with his school is you know great out there in the D. Um, so we're just happy you know to be able to participate. Uh, to have been invited to participate. What up to T? Shout out to my boy Talmadge. 
Also, shout out to our, our new friend, Tariq. Y'all be hearing from him again. Um, Coach Tariq, I should say. Coach but man, Tariq. We just we just happy to be there and to get a chance to 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 meet people and the hobnob and and the talk noise, you know. Yeah, golfing don't count. The, the, the yeah, you know, the St. Louis boys play that golf, boy. They... Oh yeah, oh yeah, terribly. Yeah, terribly. Uh, we play terribly. Uh, uh, so now what we do? We play. We play the correct way. We don't cheat because it was some <laughs> negative eighty eights. On the golf course, I don't know how you get a negative eighty-eight. You eighty-eight shots for You day, but Not, so know, our, but our our score was a true score. It was a legit yeah. score. A legit score. And we, we probably like, that score. Was we it truly like bad? Under. No, it was like three under or something. What we three under four? Yeah. Under or something. I mean, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was legit though. I gotta give a I gotta give a shout out to our boys because they become our boys now because they they would know us if they saw us. Shout out to Jimmy King. Shout out to Anderson <laughs> Hunt. <laughs> they, if they saw us somewhere, they would literally know who we were. So and to I gotta my, give a shout out. They are boys now. So shout out to Jimmy and shout out to Anderson. To to my nemesis Jacoby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He on he on Fox now, right? He's on Fox now. Congrats, Jacoby. Congrats, Jacoby. Yeah, I'll see you next year. We'll fuss about it again. (laughs) Uh, But today we're gonna get to get back to doing what we like to do. Like he said, we're gonna talk a little thing, uh, a little thing about sports. We're gonna start off today with our girl, Coco Golf. We know we late. Yes, we are late. But we still gonna talk about her because we we have to give her her shouts, give her her praise, give her her flowers. Uh, Coco Golf won her first U.S. Open. Yes, um, first the youngest uh, American to win since um, what, Serena or Venus? Serena. It was Serena. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she did it in dramatic fashion. She she had a great match um, to win that uh, that championship. So we want to give a shout out to Coco. Uh, what was it? Three sets? Yeah, definitely three. Yeah, she won three sets. Yeah, one of three sets. Yeah. Um. So shout out to Coco again. We just Coco. want to give you your, your congrats. Uh, you're gonna be a hashtag on this thing. Yeah, I said it right. You'll be a hashtag mm-hmm. <laughs> on here. So maybe when she sees it and sees our name trending from our wonderful show, she'll give us a call in and and, and come join us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. You know, we invite, at, least, we invite all at least send us an email. <laughs> we, we invite yeah. everybody to, uh, to, to come join us. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. send us an email right here. Blame it on the boogie. Boogieblaming at gmail.com. That's right. I hate that. Uh, I hate that. Hey, tell her, hey, tell her call, call us what you want to. Just call us. Just call, just call us. Right. <laughs> just call us. Uh, but congrats again to her. More congratulations goes out to. I pushed the button, y'all. Bam. There you go. His fingers don't <laughs> the work. U.S. men and women uh, 4 by 100 relay teams. Uh, they won um, the world championship. Doran, uh, how well did, did your girl Shikari do? Well, she anchored uh, the final of the of 4 by one and, um, and again, I don't want to, you know, first of all, let me before we, you know, just talk about 
Shakari Richardson. You know, it was Shakari Richardson. It was Gabby Thomas. You know, it was it was there were other women other than you know Shakari Richardson. You know that mm-hmm. that uh, won the four by one. I think that I mean, for it had me, to be at least four, right? Yeah. Uh, but but for yeah, me, my I, math even works up to, up to that level. Right. Bruce can do I, I that. Wanna, you know, I didn't want to overshadow you know any of their accomplishments or whatever by saying uh-huh. you know the U.S. women and then jump right into Shakari Richardson. But I, I I'm really from what I've seen, mm-hmm. I'm really happy for her. Um, you can tell she's focused. You can tell she's in shape. Mm. Um, and that she is out there really making a name for herself, you know, and, you know, again, you know, that whole idea that I've talked about before, redemption. Mm-hmm. It's nothing you know, like a great redemption story. Exactly. Mm-hmm. With, with people getting the opportunity to redeem themselves. And, and, and I'm so glad that she's had the opportunity to redeem herself and put herself now back up. You know, when you talk about, you know, the top women sprinters, you have to talk about Shakari Richardson in the 100 and in the 200. Um, you know, so hey, you know, I'm just like I said, I'm just I'm just happy for, her, but I didn't want to overshadow, you know, the the men and the women winning um, mm-hmm. by just going directly to Shakari Richardson. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, well, it, it is it is um, wonderful to see, um, you know, because the last time we talked about her uh, wasn't in a good light. You know, um, when we first first started, you know, she went through, um, you know, her personal issues, blah, blah, blah. We're going to get into that. But uh, she is focused. She's she's very focused. And you can tell by the way she runs now. Um, She's definitely definitely in much better shape than she was uh, when she um, uh, lost during the trials or what have you. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, it's always great to, you know, a, a great redemption story. You can't beat that. Right. And she's focused and determined, you know, she could have laid down and, you know, pulled up the tent or whatever and gave up. But, you know, she stuck to her guns and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for her. Yeah. yeah. So congrats to her and uh, the complete all four of them, D, from the U.S. women's team and the four men from the U.S. men's team. For their, One, their victory two, at the World three. Championship. <laughs> Four. Now, uh, speaking of redemption, <laughs> we're going to talk a little baseball because my Cardinals need to redeem themselves next year. No, we can't be redeemed at this point. <laughs> oh, no. Redemption is over for us this year because we in dead yeah. last. Dead last. Yes. As but, the but last. Says. <laughs> dead last. Dead um, last. Let's take it last. We didn't so have to play a game this year to come in last. We we definitely have to redeem ourselves next year. Okay, but this year, Oakland Oakland didn't even win. The A's didn't even win fifty games. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, they still got time. The season, they still got a couple more days. They're gonna hit that fifty. Boy, the, boy, the Bash Brothers are rolling over in their grave. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna hit that fifty. Um, but it is it is the the final week of the baseball season. Um, teams are jockeying for position right now. Um, the division winners are pretty much set. You got the Atlanta Braves. We're doing the National League. Atlanta Braves with a 13-game lead over Philadelphia. You got Milwaukee Brewers with a seven-game lead over Chicago. 
and the Los Angeles Dodgers with a 13 and a half game lead over Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, in the American League, you have uh, Baltimore with a two and a half game lead over of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. So, oh, I'm sorry, Tampa Bay Rays. So that one's not over yet, but the one in Minnesota Central is Minnesota yeah, Twins. Twins got a ten game lead over, over Cleveland right. and uh, the Tigers, but both of those teams are ten games under 500. <laughs> Yeah. Then you have um, the Rangers, who still that that hasn't hasn't been determined yet either because they only have a two and a half game over the game lead over the Astros. But this year, what if five during games, just five found games out, left two and a half games, five two and a half five games. Yeah, so there's still a chance. There's still a chance. Um, but now there, there's instead a of, chance instead of uh, one wild card team. Now there's like three. Wild card teams. Um, and in the American League, Toronto, I'm sorry, Tampa, uh, who is 10 and a half games behind, uh, they have a 10 and a half game lead over Toronto, uh, who has a one game lead over Houston for the three wild card spots. But you still have Seattle, which is only a half game back at Houston. So there's they still have a little jockeying to go right there to see who makes that, that third wild card spot. Uh, well, actually, second in third wild card spot. Um, it's a little bit more. Uh, well, Philadelphia has a seven game lead in the National League. Yeah, it's, it's really spot between the, the Cubs is and the Arizona Reds. with a two game lead. But then you have the Marlins, the Cubs, the Reds. Um, and you can't even count the Padres because they're four games back for five place. But they're not they're <laughs> out, but yes, not really. Yes, can. Yes, can. Yeah. You can count them out. You can count but, them uh, out like the between uh, the Marlins and the Cubs. They're tied for that last that last wild card spot. Um, trying to see who the Marlins who they play the last week of the season, and they are playing the Mets. They're at the Mets, so uh, yes, and then the Cubs are what? left to play. I don't know if they would have to. They would have to lose. Well, obviously the Red, meaning we, the Reds, we'd have to win out, and then they basically have to lose. What they've got there's four two, games, two games left. Down, they would have to lose three. They would have to lose three out of the next four. And we have two games to down. The, your Reds are two games back of the Cubs and the uh, Marlins in the loss column. Uh, right, and that's what that's what you got to look at. So they you need the Marlins and the Cubs to lose two more games, and y'all went out. And if that happens, uh, D will be unsufferable because his team well, we will still, actually. We still, <laughs> It's it's four games left, so we still we still need them. We can't tie. We need a lot of help because I think I think the Cubs I think the Cubs have the tiebreaker over us. So we need them to lose out of the next four. We need them to lose three. We need to win all three, but we need uh, the Marlins and the Cubs to lose three out of four, which is probably not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey. Wonders never cease. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things. The Cowboys lost to the to the uh, Cardinals. Man, come on. Well, we are talking about the Cowboys, you know. Right, that wasn't strange. (laughs) I was was strange. strange. They lose. They lose every year. But we ain't talking about football right now. We're talking about baseball. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) But uh, I don't know who brought who brought the Cowboys up. We ain't gonna talk about that. But the the interesting (laughs) interesting thing about the Cowboys up. The interesting thing about this year in the baseball season is uh, that for the first time in a long time, the Yankees won't even be close to the playoffs. 
that's true. They, they're nowhere, and they I don't, I don't know if they still have the highest payroll, but one of the highest payrolls in baseball. But they, they um, always don't have one of the highest payrolls because they're Yankees. Uh, well, let's just see. The actually the Mets have the highest payroll in baseball by a lot. Ooh, wow! The Mets have a three hundred and fifty-three million dollar payroll. Mm. That's, did I read that right? Hold on, let me go back. Uh, yeah, the Mets have a $353 million payroll. And they are, <laughs> notice I, I didn't mention the Mets when I was talking about the, the playoffs because they are 72 and 86. Tell you how bad oh, they wow. are. They're only three games up on my Cardinals. <laughs> so, mm. yeah, uh, the Mets didn't, didn't spend their money um pretty efficiently and then of course the yankees who are distant second but they're still second in payroll with 277 million dollars so which shows you that you know just because you have the highest payroll don't mean you're gonna win don't the world series jack. your money can't buy you uh championship no. right um, it helps though it does help though <laughs> right it, it gets you close it, it definitely yeah, it, it helps. It, it it definitely does help. Um, but you know, I do have to give my Cardinals credit. They're not the last team. The last in our in our division. We last in our division by a lot. But D is right. The Oakland Athletics, his his former hometown team, mm. only has forty eight wins on the season, mm. with a negative three hundred and thirty six run differential. That is absolutely horrible. Why Jose Canseco are rolling over in their graves, man, collectively and separately, right now, man. collectively and separately. But, um, <laughs> one of the things that another baseball subject, one of the things that I noticed, um, one of the headlines from earlier, um, was about um, the Los Angeles Angels. And uh, all of the injuries that they had, um, starting with uh, starting with Mike the, Trout, the greatest player, yeah, Mike Trout. Uh, Mike Trout, man, I don't, I, I don't think Mike Trout has played a full season in about five years. <laughs> right. Uh, his he is a uh, matter of fact. Let me pull up his stats. Um, but when he plays, man, that's the thing. When he plays, he's he's. One of the best. He's the one of the greatest players to ever play the game. One of the best center fielders ever to ever play the game. He cannot stay healthy. That just goes to show you how this is such a "what have you done for me lately" type business. Because Mm -hmm. people talk about Mike Trout now as if this dude hadn't won what two, three MVPs, Mm -hmm. and what hadn't already. And every year he didn't win the MVP. He was like second. (laughs) <laughs> for how many years? I mean, you know, but but because he's been injury plagued the last couple of seasons, you know, now all of a sudden it's almost like people forget that. I'm like, come on, this dude is one of the best center fielders ever. You know, so. But here's here's the problem. All right, so in in 2019 he played in 134 games. That's not bad. 134 out of 162. That's not bad. Um. <laughs> 20, he only played in 53 games. 
Um, but again, that was you have to forgive that season also because that was Kobe. Kobe. Year. Mm-hmm. You know, 21, they had a full season. He only played in 36 games. Last year, he did play in 119 games, so which is respectable. He batted 283 uh, with 40 home runs. A uh, typical Mike, Mike Trout season. Just great. A uh, 6.3 war, which is just great. But then this year, he only played in, in half the games, 82. Um, his And it's, it's not – it's never the same ailment. That's the thing. It's never the same ailment. He has all just different ailments. <laughs> ever in the problem is ever since he signed that big, huge 15-year contract, which makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you can't when you when you talk about people's money, other than DeAndre Aiden, because he stole money. Um, when you talk about people's money, um, you know, it's difficult because you know. They're they're being paid for their talents, the pay, uh, and they're deserving of being paid. You know the contracts that they have. Uh, however, in baseball, because you do have guaranteed contracts, and he gave him such a long contract, uh, that contract's not looking good. Which is the reason why uh, they only have like what fifty four wins. I said, how many wins do they have? Hold on, let me get to that, that standings. Um, the Angels are at 71 wins. They have 71 wins, but they're 17 and a half games back in their own division. Uh, which is brings us to the next part for them. Shohei Otani got hurt this year at the end of the season, they shut him down. And when they did, D, <laughs> uh, for the first time, there's a, a possibility that Shohei may have played his last game with the Angels um, mm-hmm. because he removed all of his stuff out of his locker. And if our, our wonderful... That's a uh, good sign. <laughs> our wonderful subscribers, our followers, um, remember when we talked about this back during the trade deadline, you know, I was against the Angels not trading him because, one, they weren't going anywhere. They were, you know... It was going to take a miracle for them to make the playoffs. But two, now they're going to lose him and not get anything back. Well, possibly lose him. And I'm pretty sure, you know, when you take all your stuff out the locker, you yeah, probably don't you have don't intention. You don't plan on coming back. Yeah, you probably don't have intention of coming back. And the season's not even over yet. Yes, you hurt, but the season's not over yet. So, Durin, you still think they made the right decision by not trading him? Yes, I still think they made the right decision by not trading him. Because again, at the time, at the time, um, there was still there was still the chance that he could make the that they would make the playoffs, and at that time, he was not injured. So, with the information we we had at that time, yeah, I mean, and, and so no, I would I would not have traded him because if you trade him, you definitely are not getting him back. Hmm. So if you were trying to keep him, the best the best choice was to keep him and say, okay, hey, let's let's hope at some point Mike Trout can get healthy. That just never happened. Let's let's hope that Mike Trout can get healthy and you know uh and 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 we can make the playoffs and then that we got a better chance of uh of keeping Shohei that way than trading him somewhere and hoping that we can get him back. No, because at that point. He's going to be looking at the team 
especially if they trade him and then they don't make the playoffs. Well, how are you going to get him to come back to a team that didn't make the playoffs? If that's, if that's what he's trying to do, if that's what he wants to do is win, then you're not going to get him. You can't trade him away and then not make the playoffs and then expect him to come back. No. So yeah, I I still believe that the best move was not to trade him. So I, I understand your point and which is the way they went. Right. But my point in the whole thing is what's happening right now. You had the opportunity to trade him and get a look, Miss Cleo. Okay, look, Miss Cleo, you act like you knew this was gonna happen. No, no, well, you know, you know what I'm talking about is the, the no, no, information no. we have now. Yeah, we were providing we no. information in. No, 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 no. And you know we're I not the best. Uh, uh, was it prognosticators? I, I said this at that time. <laughs> I said this at the time. The chances are very slim for them making the playoffs because what they still have no pitching. They're, they're pitching yeah, the worst without, in the him, without him, you have no chance of making the playoffs. That's true. I'd man. rather have a slim chance than no chance. But the thing, if you're looking at the long-term viability of your team, now you don't have Shohei. You're not going to have Shohei. And you don't have all the assets that you could have gotten by trading him. So you, what are you, you what put, you your, you put your whole franchise back. Are you in back. this business to win? Are you in this business? <laughs> do you own a team to win? Yes, you do. And to win, okay. your well, best, well, your best try, chance I'm of winning. Trying to win. Again, he, your best chance of winning. Not trading him gave me my best chance to win. That's what I'm didn't. trying to do. That, but okay, well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that then. I didn't know that then. Yes, you did. I took the chance and it didn't work. No, I did not. You still You You were under 500. When this went down in the first place, you knew you weren't going to make the playoffs. But I still had the opportunity to make the playoffs, and I have a better chance of making the playoffs with him than I do without him. And if I and if my whole point is to get it is to keep him, then keep him. Don't let him go, and then hope he comes back. Baseball ain't oh, no, no, no. love. If you love something, let mm-hmm. it go, and if it's it'll come back. No, uh-huh. sports ain't like that. Because they definitely uh-huh. wouldn't Once have got equal gone. value. Yeah, yeah once he's gone, him. he's gone. Once he's gone, he's gone. But again, the problem Bro, is we we sucked before. We can suck <laughs> exactly. again until we until we find somebody that can play. But you could have had you could have you could have had a, a a head start on that rebuild by getting the the fifteen players that you would have gotten by trading him to uh I don't know Houston. <laughs> and and what and what's the chance? What's the chances that they all of a sudden because I get these fifteen extra players now all of a sudden I'm gonna be good when I'm gonna get fifteen Shohei Otani's? Hey, there's a how, how many, there's how a, many Shohei Otani's am I gonna get out of that fifteen? Probably oh, you none. So you so it's a better chance. I got a better chance of keeping him than worrying about them fifteen draft picks that I know absolutely nothing about. I know what I got with this dude. Well, you don't have to do no more. So, well, hey, and, and that's that's the chance I gambled. That's the chance that I took. It's better to have exactly. love and loss <laughs> than to have never loved at all. Got to do if you want to win. Yeah, but they weren't. That's the point. They weren't winning anyway. They weren't gonna win. They weren't gonna win. <laughs> but they wanted to win. Their their front their front office. Yeah, they wanted to win. But their front <laughs> office gave all that money to the third baseman. That is absolutely horrible. <laughs> but you know, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. That's, I don't a, ch- care. that's the chance they took. So hey, it, it just gives my Cardinals a chance to get Shohei 
So let's make it happen. Y'all hear me out there. Y'all hear me. Uh, now you know that's now you know. Oh, uh, now you know mostly yeah. act. You know mostly, mostly act, act will never do that. No, mostly act will never will never do that. You know, you know, Mosaic is not about to pay for no yeah. show hey, old time. <laughs> hey, can't bro, can't blame my brother for for wanting. Uh, hey, speaking of wanting, I wanted some more suspension for this stupid Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh, but well, he disciplined yes, himself. So, yes, you do. Uh, so again, recapping the previous story from earlier in the year. Uh, from one of our previous episodes, Jim Harbaugh was suspended by the NCAA for rules violations, and they gave him a four-game suspension. Um, well, that's what they were going to give him was a four-game suspension. And then they decided, NCAA being stupid as they are, um, that they weren't going to give him a four-game suspension and was probably going to give him more. But they really didn't have a leg to stand on. So um, Harbaugh and the uh, University of Michigan in an effort to try to appease the NCAA because they were, uh, Harbaugh was going to take him to court and they never were going to get this thing to go through. But he agreed to a three-game suspension. So NCAA was going to give him four. He was going to accept that. But then when they uh, decided they weren't going to go with what they agreed on, Harbaugh thumbed his nose at him again and said he wasn't going to do it. But then they came back and said, all right, we'll, go, we'll give you three games. But the three games were against – three teams from directional schools, um, a team that Michigan had no chance of, of even attempting to lose to. So what was even the point of, of Harbaugh getting a three-game a three game vacation? Um, he should, in my opinion, you know, he should have been suspended for, like, conference games. If you're going to do something, you wanted to, to actually hurt somebody, you know, let it hurt somebody. Uh, like, give somebody a, a $50 speeding ticket. Okay, but if you give me a five hundred dollars speeding ticket, I'm gonna slow my butt down. <laughs> so, D, I know your your feelings for uh, the University of Michigan. Man, I was trying to, I was trying to find that song. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was that was the song I'm looking up on my phone. I don't care about Michigan. <laughs> I don't care if he ever coaches a game at Michigan again. I don't care if they ever win a game again. Mont Michigan. I don't care. <laughs> so what? D, all the hostility. <laughs> yes. You got a lot of your chest. From, from, from deep down in my soul. Oh, oh what's the other saying? Uh, uh, you're quite Michigan. hostile. <laughs> I got a right to be hostile, man. My football team's being persecuted. <laughs> okay, well, if you don't care about Jim Harbaugh, that's cool. <laughs> but here in Michigan, they cared about Jim Harbaugh. And I'm letting everybody know in Michigan that Harbaugh should have been suspended for at least six games. Get that man three games during the conference also. But that's neither, that's neither here nor there. Is that like the now, equivalent of uh, El Chapo building his own prison? <laughs> <laughs> and, and putting himself in his own prison? <laughs> My own prison. With, with flat screen TVs and, and chefs. Have a couple of ladies come through, you know. You know? <laughs> what kind of suspense? This man was out. He was he was coaching his kids' high school football team. So he got to spend three extra weeks with his, his kids. Isn't he upset? No. <laughs> so what was the point? 
uh, um, but another coach staying with the Big Ten and even staying in the in the uh, state of Michigan, the great state of Michigan. Yes, was one Mel Tucker. Mm-hmm. Mel Tucker. Why, Lord? Okay. Why? So. The, here's the situation with Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker has been fired by the Michigan State University uh, as a head football coach. Um, two years ago, Mel Tucker signed a 10-year, $85 million contract. $85 million contract. To, to coach um, the, the Sparties. Um, and since he signed that contract, State has, let's just say, um, not Cut. done as well. <laughs> not done as well as they did before he got his contract. Um, so there's a little little animosity uh, at the university in that regards. They you know were upset that they weren't getting the value out of this contract. Uh, now, our former host, uh, Mr. Dante Nash, shout out to little Dante, um, was the conspiracy theory person <laughs> on this panel. Uh, he had a conspiracy for everything. Well, in this one, I think it is a conspiracy going on. Because Brother Mel got fired um, because of a relationship he had with a young lady. Um, it was a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. One that lasted, you know, all you know, a year or so. Um, and somewhere along the line, you know, male and and, and what you gonna say, little male came out to play. <laughs> so, um, and the young lady, you know, I guess took offense she to little male play. coming out to play. Yeah, she yeah, well, play. she didn't want to watch Lil Mel play. <laughs> oh, oh, he was sending pictures. No, they were on a phone uh, call. Footage. Yeah, it was actually the. Yeah. They were on a phone call, and Big Mel and Lil Mel was playing together. So, um, she, he, you know, she was got giving, little. <laughs> was giving Lil Mel a spanking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jackie. The man was a bad boy, man. Little man was a bad boy. <laughs> and you know, he, he was letting her know that little man was a bad boy. <laughs> so, you know, needed to be punished. So Stuff happens. Dear Brother Noopsy, I should be punished. But anyway, <laughs> on, on a serious note, on a serious note, uh, so uh, the young lady you know, took offense to that. But here's where here's where it gets a little a little dicey. And this is where I say the conspiracy comes in. Um, she didn't report this to anybody for like six months. Hmm. Right? Now, her and Mel had this, they had a, 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 a relationship. Problem is, Mel was married, um, so that was an issue. Uh, and you know, she reported yeah. she reported this instance, this situation to the university last November, right? 
Well, university didn't bring this out until August. Right? And again, where the conspiracy comes from, there's a lot of people at like I said, uh people around the program that were upset that Mel lost two straight years to the other dude that, that Doran don't like, Jim Harbaugh. Um, and were and you know, they were had a much worse record than they suspected. The recruiting wasn't going along right. Coaching, uh, coaches were leaving. Uh, players were unhappy. So they didn't think they were getting the the um, benefits that they were expecting from by giving this man all his money. So now all of a sudden, and from now going, all of a sudden, going to the to the football playoff. Exactly. So now all of a sudden, um, you get this thing. And some people within the university, again, this is just, I had no proof, but it just, it makes sense this way. People in the university saw this as an opportunity to get rid of Mel Tucker because now they're using, they're using this as a way to, to fire him with cause. And for those that don't know, with cause means I'm going to fire you and I'm not going to give you your money. And I'm not going to pay you. Right. I'm not going to pay you. Now, if if it isn't true again, Mel Tucker's position is this is a um um consensual. personal two consenting adults that were um cons- um you know had a relationship. Yes, he he was married. He was you know it, for his family. Yes, it was horrible. But these are two two consenting adults that did not. Now she did do a um a presentation to the university to his players, but she didn't work for the university. So it's not like the Udoka situation, dudes, where. You know, mm-hmm. um, there was someone that was under him, literally, um, mm-hmm. that he had his relationship with. This is someone that didn't didn't have a relationship with the university. Um, so you can't use that as an excuse. But what they're going to say is, you know, uh, sexual harassment. Morality. Yeah. Sexual harassment is what they're, what they're claiming. Um, but how can it be sexual harassment if it was two consenting adults? And again, that's Mel Tucker's, that's Mel Tucker's position. So mm-hmm. Dorian. Um, at what point? Okay, let's go there. So, when the accusation is is presented, right? Should you immediately um uh, ostracize that person and cast him out, or should you at least give him an opportunity to to express his side of the story and get the details before you go out and uh you know ruin a whole man's career or what have you? I mean. My personal belief is has always been let everything play out first. Mm-hmm. Um, every person deserves uh, the the every person has the right to be to defend themselves. And I often think that that people, well, unfortunately, it's it's about news. It's about people wanting to get the scoop and wanting to be the first to report stuff and, and, and so on and so forth. And so you you always have this from the very beginning, you always have this this outrage that comes from just the knowledge because they assume that the person is guilty from the very beginning. As soon as there are any sort of accusations, then all of a sudden that's when uh, everything, you know, all of the, the, uh, the uh 
the criticism starts getting hurled out, out at the person and people start lashing out and, 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 you know, all this kind of stuff that we start to see happen. And most more often than not, they do this before all of, all of the facts have come in. So mm -hmm. I believe that I always, I believe that, you know, no one should be fired. No one should, you know, lose their jobs, any of these kinds of things. Um, until all of the facts have come out and that person has quote, had their day in court, so to speak. I've always believed that. So I, I hate I hate these, you know, jumping to conclusions and, and wanting to fire people off the bat and you know all that kind of stuff. I, I, I hate that because because even even if even if the majority of the time you're right, okay, but the those times that you're wrong, well you've ruined somebody's life. Mm -hmm. you, you completely ruined somebody's life. So I would rather for whether, you know, whether you're right or however it turns out for all of the facts to come out in a, in a case first. So, so here's, here's my problem. Here's my problem with this. All right. Like I said, I mentioned it. This came back last November, right? So you knew, uh -huh. you knew about, you knew about the university knew about this accusation last November, right? But you let him go through um spring practices the whole summer for uh training camp get the team prepared get ready for the the their, their first game and then you bring this stuff out if you knew about this all that time and if it was it, it, you're supposed to be doing your investigation if you uncovered stuff during that time wouldn't it have been better for you to say, hey, listen, um you need to take a leave of absence while we continue to investigate this stuff. You know, and once we get the stuff, you know, once we get uh, more information, we'll come back to why. If, if it was such, again, sexual assault, why are you letting him still coach the team? What was your reason think, for allowing him to still coach the team? Yeah, I think I think both of you are uh, you both are right. Uh, unfortunately, you know, we are in the uh, generation of the cancel culture, and uh, you know, like Rodney said, it could have been a plan to you know get rid of him, and then. Of course, using the cancel culture generation that we're currently under, you know, mm -hmm. uh, definitely the public outcry was going to be so great that, uh, and they and they right. knew this that you know the public outcry was going to be so great that you couldn't keep them, and so that was and you know they they had their their excuse. So here's the and thing. it's unfortunate, like you said, because you know the the facts haven't even came out, but you know, in this current uh cancel culture uh regime we're under it is what it is so here's the thing um someone had to release this information because again the 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 information about um little mail that was that was leaked out there so is it uh, is it male or melvin <laughs> <laughs> that was leaked out there um you know you know tucker didn't leak it Right. The the defendant, I mean, not defendant, the, the plaintiff, uh, the one that's making the claim, she says she didn't she didn't put it out there. So maybe little, little Melly Mel, uh, maybe Melly Mel uh, re released the information. <laughs> he's trying to let y'all know he's coming out. He, oh, he released something tape. else there. He released something right. else. He, had a he got a new mixtape. Release. <laughs> but again, the, the conspiracy theory uh, part says that they put this information out there because, again, um. 
there was there was never any physical there was never any physical contact or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if, you know, if if the, if someone feels that they've been sexually assaulted, oh, by all means, you know, oh yeah, go through the process, do what you have to do. If he's guilty, he's guilty. You know, put put him in the jail, do whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. But as D said, you know, if if this did not happen, and I'm not saying it didn't happen, but if it didn't happen, by the by the uh, the possibility that it did not happen, this man, his career has forever been ruined. Who's going to hire the man that plays with little male? His his uh, family name has been tarnished, you know, yeah. due to little little uh, Melly Mel's release, right? <laughs> so so who go who's going to hire him and little male? Nobody. Because right. you're gonna always have this this out there. They're gonna laugh at this man every time he come come into an interview. Oh uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> how Lamel doing today. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know who's gonna be asking about Lamel, but I'm just saying. Maybe you know, but his, uh, his, his career. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> his, his, career, his career is forever tarnished. How do we get caught right. up in these conversations? And then with our sense of humor, it, it could go left quick. It could go left <laughs> quick, right? Hey, dudes, he was pooking himself. A self pluk. <laughs> He's a self pluker. He's a self pluker. He was. He, he was. He was on camera taking plukies. <laughs> Issues, man. Issues. Okay, quick, quick. We gonna do this forever, y'all. We gonna, we gonna quit. Let's talk about another. His latest release. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh man. (laughs) Melly Mel in the first five. And what was the song? (laughs) B Street. (laughs) I'm on a roll tonight. Let me take my hat off. B Street, king of the beat. Y'all, we ain't been here in a while. <laughs> we just having fun. <laughs> he was on camera tomorrow. <laughs> beat Street. The king of the beat. King of the beat. <laughs> See me rocking that beat from across the street. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, y'all got me. Y'all got me, Phil. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Can we move? Can we move? Let's move on, y'all. Let's move on, y'all. All right, let me hide you, man. Maybe, maybe that was his co-host. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no. Mel was his co-host. <laughs> 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 oh. Let me stop before I spit oh, this juice out. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, 
Oh man, hey, hey, all right, all right, all right. The next subject, we're gonna stay in coaching. We're gonna stay in coaching. But the number one story in uh college football is uh, for the last what three weeks, four weeks really, is the Colorado the Buffaloes started. and Coach Dion Sanders. We call him Coach Prime. Coach Prime. Prime. They started the season off like gangbangers. Gang uh, what the first? You mean gang? But you mean like gangbusters? <laughs> He's from East St. Louis, uh, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he done called the team gangbangers. <laughs> hey, hey, we, hey, we, 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 we done with a male right? Hello. The gang gang. <laughs> hey man, I'm still thinking about Mel Tucker. I'm still about Mel Tucker. Oh, but Coach Prime. Oh my God. Coach oh. Prime. What, what, a, what, a, what a welcome back episode. Yeah, how, how do you recover from that? Y'all funny. Y'all funny, man. Y'all funny. Coach Prime had his Buffaloes rolling. Banging. <laughs> They was banging out wins. They was banging out wins. Oh, y'all got me all flustered, man. I gotta find. I gotta find the records. Um, I know the first game they played uh, was against TCU. TCU and beat TCU. And TCU in TCU. Mm-hmm. And they came out with um, a super victory. Um, I can't even find a super score, man. Y'all got me so flushed. Um, it was, was uh, 40, uh, 40, 40, 42 40, to 35 or something 42 like that. 37, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they were uh, a huge 21-point underdog, and they won the game. Uh, 48. What did you say, 42 what? Were they like 42 37 or 41 37, something like that? Uh, well, if ESPN would tell me, I'll let y'all know. Oh, was it week one or week two? It was week yeah, one. It was week 45 one. to 42. 45 42. 45, okay. 45 42. Because, yeah. Because um, they gave up 42 and that, twice. Well, once. That's what started all of the, all of the hype with uh, Colorado. Um, yeah, twice. Th- th- I heard the I heard the stat uh, yesterday that this is the the third week of the season, and through the first three weeks of the season, Colorado has the three highest rated games uh, <laughs> on TV. That's crazy. So he came away after the Colorado game. He came back um, the next week, and they played University of Nebraska. And uh, Dion and, and Shazur. You said what? I said they beat the brakes out of off the University of Nebraska, thirty-six to fourteen. And Nebraska, them fourteen points. It was. It should have been much worse than that. But yeah. um, uh, it was thirty-six fourteen. 
Then they came back the third week and played an in-state rival in Colorado State. And Colorado State had a good game plan, and they had them for uh, three quarters and they started 13 doing minutes. stupid stuff at the end. Mm-hmm. And started doing stupid stuff at the end and allowed Colorado to come back and win that game 43 to 35. But then came week four. Is, mm. is my camera blurred to y'all? Okay, there it is. And in week four, uh, Colorado again, a 21 point underdog, just like they were in the first game of the season. Um, unfortunately, didn't quite do as well as they did the first three weeks. Um, University of Oregon, the future Big Ten team, um, won the game 42 to 6. And just like that Nebraska game, the 36 14 game wasn't that close, the Oregon game at 42 to 6 wasn't that close. (laughs) Wasn't that close. However, Yes, they lost that game, and I don't think anyone really expected them to win that game. Um, but what it, it did do, it showed how uh, how teams are approaching Dion and his and his Buffalo's team. How uh, coaches are going at Dion each and every week um, because they don't like the way that he um, runs his team. They don't like how way he built his team. Uh, he's doing things unconventional. He's doing things that the players actually absolutely love. Um, you know, they, they love playing for Coach D. Well, most of them love playing for Coach, Coach Prime. Um, but he's he's doing things to, to try to teach them what it's like at the next level. Um, to show them that, you know, all the things you have to do in order to get to that next level. Uh, and if you can't do it, the thing that Prime is doing that the other coaches are mad about, he went out and got players that he felt could do it. And that's the part that they don't like. So, Dorian, um, Coach Prime, uh, do you think that uh, – well, let me put it this way. Uh, do you feel that that uh, Dion is one of the most influential coaches in college football right now? Yeah. <laughs> No question. Um, I, I think that I think that it started when he got to Jackson State. Um, I, if you just look at the fact that everything has become about Coach Prime, mm-hmm. um. You know, and again, this is not something that that just started when he got to Colorado, um, and and he was at Jackson's, and and that's the thing about the other coaches, is that see, all of that stuff was fine at Jackson State, mm-hmm. all of that stuff was fine at the HBCUs, but see, what they thought was this that's not going to work at the Division One level, that's not going to work at our level, at our level, you're going to have to come in and do such 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 such, and he came. And he's doing it his way, and it's working. And he's getting he's getting players to want to come to Colorado and play. Now, I didn't expect I didn't expect them to beat TCU. Mm-mm. Um, 
I sure as hell didn't. I I know I didn't expect them to beat Oregon, but I after they won, after they won, they beat TCU. I thought that they ranked them too early because I think I think me and right I think writing me and you were talking about this, and I said uh, I said oh if they win next week they're gonna be ranked in the top in the top twenty, but they ranked them in the top twenty after they beat uh, I'm sorry they ranked them twenty second after they beat TCU, and then. They beat Nebraska, and then they were ranked 20th. And then after they beat Colorado, then they went up to 18th and 19th. But I, I, I never thought that they were going to beat um, Oregon. Um, I thought uh, because I think that Oregon already has a program. Colorado doesn't have a program yet. You know, you know what I'm saying. He, you know, you're really gonna have to wait a cut about. Yeah. Two, two or three more recruiting cycles before you can really judge. Yes, yeah, under construction and, right now. Right, it's it's under construction. He just happened to catch lightning in the bottle because you played, you beat the TCU team, but then you played two terrible teams after that. And, but mm-hmm. and Nebraska was terrible. Is, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you said <laughs> you said what? I said and Nebraska was terrible. But go ahead. Oh, Nebraska was terrible. Um, but 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 for me. I when I watched them play, and especially when they played Colorado State, this really came out when they played Colorado State. They kind of they obviously got away with it against TCU, and they were just much better athletically than Nebraska. But they are too small down up front. Mm-hmm. So what you notice is when they played a program like Oregon that has that has you know players in the system that has depth. Colorado also has no depth on on their offensive and defensive lines, so they couldn't they couldn't stop the they couldn't rush the passer because they don't really have anybody on defense except the the Dominic kid, right? Mm-hmm. But also uh, they uh, on defense they couldn't stop the run, <laughs> and they couldn't get a pass rush, right? And then offensive line Shadur was just running for his life the whole game. Yeah, so. So when Coach Prime, uh, when they interviewed him, and he, he was kind of kind of humble about it, so to speak, but he was like, when they asked him, like, do you think that you're here or, or have you made it yet? He said, no. Nah. He said, we need about seven or eight more dogs. He said, mm-hmm. and then, then we're going to be something to be reckoned with. And, and that's what he was talking about. He was talking about the offensive and defensive lines because they get no pass rush and they can't stop the run. So against Oregon, I knew that they would get. I, I, was for hoping, <laughs> I was hoping they wouldn't get blown out, but I really kind of had a feeling they were going to get blown out in Oregon. So, so um, the one thing I like about Dion is that Dion takes the pressure off of all of his his team his uh, players because yeah, that he does. He's the he wants all the smoke. <laughs> it reminds yeah. me of. Um, uh, what's his name? Mike Gundy from Ohio uh, from uh, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. I'm, a, I'm, a man. Like, I'm a man. I'm 40. You know, <laughs> put it on 40. me. That's what Dion does. Dion, Dion, uh, he, he it's like he welcomes all of the all of the um the naysayers. Talk about me, talk about me all you mm-hmm. want to, right? But don't talk about my players, right? My players are, are you know, they're they're doing the things that they want. Do we have the best team? No. But as he says, as he said, uh, um, after the game on Saturday, you know, get me now. <laughs> oh yeah, get me now. 
Because he, he, he definitely has something brewing down there. He, yeah. he has it brewing. And he's drawing up more attention than that, man. I mean, and, and the, all the, teams, is, the games are televised the on, on the networks. Everybody's tuning in. And, you know, man. You got, you got stars. <laughs> big name people coming to, yeah, to Boulder, Colorado uh, to watch a football game. You know, they never had that before. So, and they're coming there because of Dion, <laughs> you know, because of the excitement that he brings. Um, now, sadly, and we kind of saw it. We kind of saw um, Saturday coming because of uh, you know, in all the, in all the games, the defense was looking, you know, uh, kind of shoddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, TCU. Looking, they were so- yeah, it was looking looking very bad. You know, they gave up what forty two points twice, and then a thirty five pointer. So I mean, they they weren't really stopping anybody. So. They ran into a, a good, a, a great program, an established program, and right. you know, that's what happened. But like I said, it, it, it's, um, you know, it's it's good in a way because, you know, now you get your a proper assessment of where you are and, you know, where you need to, and, you know, where you need to go. Uh-huh. But what's going to happen is, you know, um, like Duke D said it, these, uh, these young players, they see what's going on in Colorado. Um, and Dion, I would not be surprised if he had one of the top three recruiting classes this year. Oh, yeah. you know, at Colorado, you know, because players want to go there. Oh, yeah, you go get there. city rappers and the <laughs> entertainers yeah. and everybody. But at the, on top but at of the also, same time, you know, the high visibility. You get all that, but so all right. The reason that you go to college is so that you can get. Uh, training for your the, the vocation that you want to pr- uh, pursue, right? Mm-hmm. And most of these players want to pursue football yeah, as yeah. their vocation, you know? So who's better to tell you what you need to do to make it in the league than Deion Sanders? Yeah, you can go to Alabama down there and you can, uh, you know, Nick Saban can, can, can tell you some stuff, but Nick Saban never played. You know, exactly. you can go over there to Clemson, um, and I and I love it. I, I hate Clemson. I, the, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the Clemson coach? Dabos. Uh, Dabos Sweeney. Dabos Sweeney. I can't stand Dabos Sweeney. Yeah, I I've never liked Dabos Sweeney, so I like the fact that they losing. Uh, but you can go over there to Clemson, and Dabo can get you into the league, but he can't tell you the same stuff that Dion can tell you. You know, it's very few coaches that can tell you what's going on. It's very few Hall of Fame coaches oh, yeah. in college football. And he could give you, uh, like you said, a, a first a firsthand outlook on, um, you know, the pitfalls and the things you need to look out for, you know, as a star player mm-hmm. or, you know, if you're planning on going to the next level, exactly, you know, what's needed. So, like right. you said, I think, you know, next year's class is going to be in, a, at, in at least the top five, but, you know, probably in the top at three. Least. <laughs> at least top five. I mean, you still gonna have you know. It, it's hard to beat Georgia, and it's hard to beat yeah, Alabama, Alabama, and yeah. even Ohio State. They, you know, they always somewhere <laughs> in some some order in the top three. But Coach Prime gonna break. He gonna bust through that. <laughs> he gonna bust through that wall. Easy. And he gonna he gonna get the players that he need. Um, and in a couple years, D, they gonna be a beast in the uh Big Twelve. A beast yeah, in a big I mean, I, 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 I think I think he's building something there. 
Uh, I, you know, again, mm-hmm. I'm in total agreement with dudes, you know, that he's definitely building something there. I think that what what's interesting, though, is that the same type of vitriol that he faced as a player because of his personality mm-hmm. is the same thing that he's facing as a coach. But he's not. The thing about it is, is that I find interesting is that Dion don't never talk about nobody else. Mm-hmm. He'll tell you, he'll tell you what he's gonna do. Mm-hmm. He'll tell you how good he is, mm-hmm. but he doesn't talk about other people. He doesn't say other people aren't good. He 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 never he never degrades or disrespects anyone else. No, all don't bad mouth the other coaches you, or other organizations. All he does is tell you how good he is. Yet all these coaches come at him at mm-hmm. throwing shots. But that but he's that's something he's faced his entire playing career. That's something, you know, that he's now and, and they don't like it because, again, when he was a player, he did it unconventionally. Dion was the one. Remember, he was neon Dion. Right. Mm-hmm. At first, because he came in, he had on all the gold. And he must had be the, the money. The, the, right. You know, the, the, uh, right. He in the in the music videos doing all that kind of stuff. And they talked about him. Uh, they, you know, I'm the only person I've ever seen him disrespect was Tim McCarver <laughs> when he kept throwing water on Tim McCarver, uh-huh. right? That kind of thing. But he was mad because Tim McCarver had disrespected him. But, but, but you get these other coaches who come in and and they're mad because again that was fine at the HBCU, but now he's coming in and he's getting more shine than I am, and this is just his first year. I've been coaching here, I don't know how many years, and he's got Aflac commercials, even though he had these commercials long before that. But mm-hmm. he, he's got Aflac commercials. He's got these kind of commercials. He, he's he got his own reality show, even though he had that long before mm-hmm. he was even the coach of Jackson State. But still, they don't like that because oh, yeah. they don't have it. Exactly. And then, right? you know, these uh, these corporations, you know, who would they come to to endorse them first? Dion right. and these other coaches. Right. You know, he's a magnet, so of course, you know, he's going to be the, right. the first phone call. Uh, until Saturday, didn't nobody even know what the name of uh, the Oregon coach was. And right. I know I didn't. I can't even <laughs> tell you his name right now. <laughs> right? I have no idea what his name is. Um, But, you know, he, he did his little video show, you know, uh, even though he talking about, you know, we, we don't play for clicks, we play for wins. Well, that's what you were doing in that press conference, in that, in that, uh, mm-hmm. that pregame talk. Right. You, you, you allowed to, them to do that. You you specifically yeah. told them to come in and, and get this and part of the you. So you were doing that on purpose, right? Yeah. So, so I, I you know, um, and you strike me, they're upset because they're not doing it. They don't have the commercials because mm-hmm. don't nobody right. care about you. Yeah, and right? if all, the, if all right. the attention is going toward Dion, then that means all the attention is coming away from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right. And they feel like that that's that hurts and that hurts their recruiting. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's what it is, which Haters. in turn <laughs> hurts their money. Everything can go back to the money, man. Everything go back right. to the money. So, you know, so hey, you know, I, I'm you know, I'm I'm happy for Coach Prime. I hope it continues. Um, I they I'm sorry, but they're about to get their asses kicked again this week. Unfortunately, uh, so it, playing, it happens. Playing, playing Unfortunately, it happens. You know, it's about they about to take two ass whoopers in a row. I hope they don't. I hope not. But that's basically what's about to happen, right? Well, and what, what, what they got sell? What they what they got sell on um 
Harlem Knights, don't take it personal. Don't take, yeah, don't take, it per- don't take this ass whooping personally. Personally. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I'm I'm looking at and I'm looking at his and schedule. then he started laughing. <laughs> And I'm, I'm looking at uh, and looking at Colorado schedule. And we got we got to get that recorded too, right? For I click. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so after USCD, Colorado has Arizona State. They'll win Stanford, that. They'll win. Stanford, they'll win that. And then UCLA. They're not gonna win that. But then they got Oregon State. Number they're 18. not gonna win that. They're not gonna they win Arizona. That. They might win that. Yeah, they, they'll beat Arizona. But then they finish it up with Washington State, number 16. They're not going to win that. And, and Utah, not, number and they, two. They definitely not going to beat Utah. But hold up. The UCLA game, the Washington State game, and the Utah game are all on the road. Hmm. So, but the, but the thing is. and this <laughs> is Dion going to get spanked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Shut up, D. <laughs> uh, don't bring, the, don't bring uh, uh, Melly Mel back into this. <laughs> the, uh, hey, matter of fact, uh, uh, since you, since you brought up Melly Mel, dudes, uh, the reason the, re, the uh, Michigan State they're saying the reason that they're <laughs> the reason that they're firing uh, Mel Tucker is because he brought uh, undesirable attention. To the university from his <laughs> from him him and his high fives. Because <laughs> Mel Mel Tucker came untucked. <laughs> he sure did come untucked. So uh oh, okay. anyway. But anyway, uh the thing I was saying last year Colorado won one game. They were one and eleven. So even if they if they go six and six this year. That is a huge accomplishment for uh for uh Dion. Huge accomplishment. Because six and six, you can get into a bowl game. If he makes a bowl game this year, man, bro, bro, he gotta be in the running for coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To take a team yeah. that had one win <laughs> to one. a bowl game next year. Come on. Come on. But anyway, congrats, Coach Prime. We're gonna continue to watch each and every game. Yes, we uh, will. And we want you to whoop everybody that you can. That's right. I'm say, we we, we I'm say behind you. Everybody, but <laughs> Mel Tucker, I can't even say beat no more. No. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah. We got a we got a friend of the friend of the program that we always talk about. Uh hey, Ryan. Hold up, man. What am I thinking? Here we go. A.A. Ron, where are you? Where is A.A. Ron right now? A.A. Ron. He laid up. A.A. Ron is at home right now. Currently in California. (laughs) He laid up Uh, with his pain pills. (laughs) He got some some nice goodies. Got some nice goodies. Um, Aaron Rodgers suffered probably the worst injury possible for a football player. And uh, to point. come back from requesting, yeah, and that's the torn Achilles. Um, not only did he suffer this torn Achilles, uh, he suffered it on the fourth play 
of the first game of the season. Um, and he suffered it at the age of 39. So he's going to have a long roll back. Long roll back. So here's the question, D. Uh, we nope. were talking about this earlier. Uh, <laughs> right now, Zach Wilson. Maybe. <laughs> Zach Wilson is the coach, is the is the quarterback uh for the New York Jets. Um miraculously, they won that first game that Aaron Rodgers got hurt in on the fourth play. Um, but it wasn't because of Zach Wilson. That was all on Buffalo turning the ball over five times. And still almost winning the game, but they didn't. So they just got one win. However, since that game, Zach Wilson has has shown exactly what Zach Wilson is. And that's not the NFL quarterback. (laughs) Just say it lightly, yeah, he sucks. Um, But he ain't going to get it because he ain't got it. <laughs> you want my spot flash? <laughs> yeah, you don't get it. Uh, but anyway, Zach, the, the, you know, everybody wants to, all the talking heads want to talk about Zach, um, how he's horrible. Even um, the uh, the great Joe Namor <laughs> is, is coming out blasting, uh, great blasting Zach Wilson. But the, this is the thing. Zach Wilson is playing exactly the way Zach Wilson has played since he's been in the NFL. And the coaching staff and the GM knew exactly what Zach Wilson was. So whose fault is it that the Jets have the worst quarterback in the league right now? (laughs) And he promises not to play any better in the immediate future. (laughs) Okay, so in the the Jets' defense... Mm. They thought that Aaron Rodgers was going to come in. Aaron Rodgers was going to play for the next three, four years. Zach, what's his name? Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I want to call. I'm, I don't know why I want to call him Zach Taylor. I guess because I'm a Bengals fan. Um, yeah, you are. But they they assume that for the next three years, Zach Wilson would learn under Aaron Rodgers the way. Aaron Rodgers learned under Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. And then when they would win a Super Bowl, of course, obviously under with Aaron Rodgers. And then he would, you know, ride off into the sunset. And then Zach Wilson would be Zach Wilson would be a much better quarterback than he is than, than he had been as a rookie or whatever when they found out he was terrible. And it, it, this is why it, this is very obvious to me, because if you listen to the quotes, or, or I shouldn't say listen to the listen to the quotes, but if you look at the quotes that have been attributed to Zach Wilson when Aaron Rodgers went down, he started talking about how he was trying to mimic. He had been mm-hmm. trying to mimic everything that Aaron Rodgers was doing, and he was go- that was how he was going to play. He was going to mimic Aaron Rodgers. That was basically what he was saying, and. Uh, so that was the plan. And so now they don't have a choice because they done paid Aaron Rodgers. They, you know, they still got Zach Wilson under the under his rookie contract or whatever. But who they gonna trade for? What quarter what quarterback 
are they going to trade for it? The reason that uh, Robert Sala said that uh, Zach Wilson gives them the best chance to win is because they don't have no other fucking choice. (laughs) He's the best chance because you have no other choice. You're not going to be able to go get another quarterback to be a quality quarterback to be able to come in and play. Who who are they going to go get? Who? I'll I'll Um, wait. Um, what's my name? They play for for Philly. Um, Carson Wentz. They could have gone and got Carson, but the here's the problem though. D, are you gonna pay? You gonna pay Carson Wentz? Honestly, honestly, as bad as as bad as Carson Wentz's last couple of stances were, stints stints were not stances stints in the NFL. Would you really? Want to have Carson Wentz in there? I'd rather get, get go with Zach Wilson. You got Zach Wilson, man. <laughs> okay, uh, compared to Carson Wentz, it's, it's a I reason. Carson Wentz. Let's, let's quit acting like it ain't a reason Carson Wentz ain't, ain't on nobody's team. Hmm. You're right. Well, the the reason the, the main reason the main reason Carson Wentz not on the team is because people think his he's gonna want way too much money. But when you ain't making no money. <laughs> You know, well, if they offer you three million dollars, he don't want way too much money, and he sucks. When when is Carson Wentz? He was good. He was good that, that his rookie year, and then he got hurt, and then what's his name? Oh. Ended up winning the Super Bowl, and then Carson Wentz has been terrible ever since. Hold up, let me let me see Carson Wentz stats. All right, so um, let me get to last year. Uh, what's last year's 22? 22. All right, so in 22, he played for Washington, right? Um, he played in six, eight games last year. Uh, he had 1755 yards. Uh, what we at? What are the touchdowns? 11 touchdowns, nine interceptions with a 62% uh-huh. completion percentage, uh, uh-huh. which is not great. They were two and six in his time. But the thing, here's the problem. Yes, that's horrible. But let's go to Zach Wilson. His stats. <laughs> Let me give you Zach Wilson's stats. Uh all right, stats. Zach Wilson last year. Eight games, 1688 yards. Uh Six touchdowns, seven interceptions, 54% completion percentage. So uh, Carson is not great, but Carson still better than Zach Wilson. But here's the problem. Again. Okay, you you trying to – okay. You are trying (laughs) to make it seem – as if them stats that you just came out with – Were great? No, they're not. Just so dwarfed. That Carson uh-huh. Wentz stats just dwarf Zach Wilson. They no, really I'm don't. just giving you an option. I'm just giving you an option. You you asked for somebody <laughs> that can do better. I'm giving you an option. Would I dress? Would I? Uh, I I'll play Trevor Simeon. Who they got? If you don't come up with another option, don't come up with another option that also sucks. <laughs> but listen, the the what a problem came back is in the in the off the off season. They put again. They pushed all the chips in, into the center. Or oh, Aaron Rodgers and everybody and their mom would have done the same thing. I don't blame him for that. However, that's a 39 year old quarterback. 
for you not to have a back a competent backup quarterback when your goal is to make it to the Super Bowl, you got to have mm-hmm. a competent backup quarterback. What? And they 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 didn't attempt to to, to address that. Okay. They, okay. They kept okay. Uh, Zach Wilson, okay. who who you okay. who you demoted to the third string last year. You demoted him to your third string quarterback last year. So what makes you okay. think he all of a sudden he's gonna flick a switch and be this okay. great backup quarterback? Okay. Okay. Secondly, go ahead. Name me a great backup quarterback on a Super Bowl winning team. Um, you had uh, uh the one that won from uh, Philadelphia. I can't uh, think of his name. Um, uh, <laughs> he can't name him. <laughs> What's his name? Hold exactly. on. Exactly. That's my exact point. <laughs> Look it up. That's my point. You're making my point. You don't need a competent backup. You need for your starter not to get hurt. Name me a Super Bowl team that at any point or another, you can name probably two or three that you can name me that had to depend on the backup in order to win the Super Bowl. I'm trying. It was for, for the Phillies, for Philadelphia. I can't think of that dude's name. He took over for Wentz. <laughs> uh, it's, it's uh, uh, man, what is it? Okay, that's one. Um, name me another. Where where you had to have a competent backup to win the Super Bowl. Uh, you got uh, Earl Morrill when he came in for Bob Greasy with the with the seventy four Dolphins in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's that's what I'm about to say. You you uh, probably you can, if, if you want if you want to count water. if you want to count Tom Brady and Drew Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. No, you can't count you can't count Brady because Brady played the whole season. Okay. Well then, that's so. Then that's one, and then dude from uh, when Carson Wentz got hurt, what's his name? And I I don't know why I can't think of his name either. <laughs> that's two. That's two. You know there have been Super Bowls. How many Super Bowls have there been, Rodney? Fifty five. So that means uh-huh. you name me two out of fifty five Super Bowls where somebody's needed a competent backup. So no, you don't need a competent backup. No, you do not. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is what? this is this is the year that you will. This is the year that you will. Oh, this year. Oh, this year. Okay, Mr. Well, listen though. Let's go with the predictions again. <laughs> listen, the Jets, the Jets, the whole everybody uh for, from around the Jets went into the season, Super Bowl or bust, right? If that's your if that's what you're gonna do, if you got a uh uh, a 25 year old quarterback. They thought they were going to have Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. But my I, I point saw is, the, uh, the hard knocks, and boy, they, they were like banking the season that, you know, he was going to be the savior of the franchise. Yeah, understandable. But when you have a 39 year old quarterback who hasn't been hurt the last couple of years himself, you need a backup. And they basically went into the season without a backup. You can put a receiver in the uh, quarterback position right now, and they'll do a better job than, than Zach Wilson. So, uh, again, and they should have had a better backup quarterback than Zach Wilson. You again, Zach, they Zach Wilson when you demoted him. Need one. When when, listen, when the last time when they didn't think they would need one, they were trying to groom listen, Zach Wilson. They got when the last time Aaron Rodgers been hurt like that. that last year, that he missed the whole season. Three years ago, before he had his little uh, his run with the 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 MVPs it was like three years ago 
But that's not the problem. The, the thing is, this is the problem. This is the problem with Zach Wilson. You demoted he Zach sucks. Wilson to your third string quarterback last year. That's the point. You know he sucked. Why would you even keep him and not okay, get a better sucks. quarterback and now, not have a better quarterback as your backup? Because be, the same reason that every other team does it, because they drafted this dude number two. And they don't um, want to lose out. They don't want to lose out on that investment. They thought Aaron Rodgers was going to come in and play. They win some Super Bowls, go to go to the playoffs, win a Super Bowl, go to an AFC Championship or whatever, and then he would pass the mantle to Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson would get much better. They were not expecting for yeah. Zach Wilson to play. Yeah, they, they, bet the, they bet the house on uh, Aaron Rodgers on the bench. <laughs> And get better in practice. So no, he's not going to get not, any better. No, he's not any better than he was last year because he never got a chance to get any tutelage. He didn't play in the preseason. I mean, he played in the preseason or whatever, but all of the number one snaps have been going to, to Aaron Rodgers. This dude was not expecting to play. Remember, he got hurt. Aaron Rodgers got hurt the first game of the season. So yeah, Zach Wilson is still the same sucky quarterback he was last year. He never got a chance to do anything. Sorry, so, Zach. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so everything is on Aaron Rodgers. You couldn't get a a, a a comparable backup. And again, you don't need one. Whatever. Every time you try to come up with something, I'm gonna say the same thing. Enough. So two out of fifty-five <laughs> Super Bowls have have you ever needed? Your backup in order to win the Super Bowl. I ain't worried about the Super Bowl, but you're gonna need them during the season. People, players get hurt. You might need them for one or two games during the season, and those one or two games might be the difference between you making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. But right now, okay. these so these now, one or two games so now, that let's, Zach let's did, go back, let's go back to my playoffs. earlier question. Let's go back to my earlier question. Name me. A team. Oh, you want me to? I mean, I'm about to go through the that through needed the, oh, a no. competent backup. No, I'm gonna give you a chance to do some research because I don't want to sit here all night waiting on you to find this information. It's gonna <laughs> take a while because you can't think of none where you really uh -oh. needed your backup quarterback to really th that this idea that you're coming up with with this competent backup in order to be successful in the season. You had the year when Danny White, when, when, when uh, Starbuck got hurt, Danny White had to come in and play for a couple games. Starbuck came back during the playoffs, and then we won the Super Bowl. I think that was 78. Okay. So that's three oh. out of 55. <laughs> oh, look. Uh, your, per your percentage got better by two points. No, we're going to go with – Hold on. When did uh... – no, they didn't win the Super Bowl that year. What was that? Was that the oh. when the uh the Doug the Doug Williams played the whole season? Yeah. He played the whole season? Okay. Yeah, in 1987. Uh, that wasn't the year, he, that, wasn't the year he, that uh he was, he was Washington's starter. Yeah. That wasn't the year that uh, um it was Theisman. Uh, it was Theisman in 82, Doug Williams yeah. in 87, and then Mark Rippin in 91. All right. Who was it? Theisman in 82? Yeah. So that was the year. Yep, they won that Super Bowl. Then. So who was who was the backup quarterback? I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, because the husband got um, the job um, done. They beat my Dolphins. I remember that. Uh, 
got hurt in 82. Talking about when uh Lawrence Taylor got it. Yeah, yeah no, nah, that they didn't go to some point. That, yeah, that was that was 84. Yeah. 80, 84, 85. Yeah, that was okay, okay. Uh well, we, we gonna take too much more time on that. But <laughs> yeah. uh, there's there's that deep, my point exactly. So, so next week, next week when we come back. Well, I didn't want to I didn't want to just have to go down list I'm maybe, going maybe a month from now. <laughs> I'm going season by season. Yeah, trying to figure out uh, uh, who got hurt during what season and they won the Super Bowl. Um that was like Mortal Kombat there. Right. Finish him, D. <laughs> uh-uh. Was um when Baltimore was uh Trent Dilfer, was he there the whole year? Yes. He was? Okay. And Trent Dilfer was Baltimore's quarterback when they won the Super Bowl, was it? I thought he did win one with, with Baltimore. Oh, that's right. They, 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 the second, they, won, they won the second one with Flacco. Never mind. Yeah, didn't they win too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what and, I said. Uh, I was thinking Flacco for both of them. But yeah, yeah. So anyway. Okay. So okay. anyway. Well, whatever it is. Uh, we on this too long. Moving right along. Dorian Rome. Everybody know Dorian Rome. <laughs> it won't stop. Oh, there you go. Um, but what's not wrong is the fan reaction that this girl got in Kansas City over the weekend. Um, Taylor Swift made a, uh, a surprise visit to uh, Arrowhead Stadium this past weekend to watch the game between the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, who they play? Whoever they, the Chicago Bears. Chicago yeah. Bears. They, they they whooped them bad. They got them. It was horrible. Um, but the game wasn't even important because everybody was paying attention to everything that Taylor Swift did. She's Sat in the and um up in the booth with uh Travis Kelsey, her mother, and Travis Kelsey with that booth, family, yeah. With the family. Uh, you know, the funniest thing about that whole little thing, they kept going back to to show the booth where you know Taylor Swift and, and uh his mother were. But there's a brother sitting next to Taylor Swift that was the most excited person in the whole stadium. Every time you see him, <laughs> he's jumping up and down, banging on the glass. <laughs> Looking all crazy. Yeah, the black dude, like, looking all crazy. Like, man, where you coming from? Uh, but anyway, uh, but you know, I can care less if Taylor Swift and, and uh, me either. And I don't care. Yeah, I, I can care less if, if they're dating. It doesn't, doesn't matter one way or the other to me. But the thing, the thing I found most uh, hilarious about this whole situation is that, um, Travis Kelsey is now the number two selling jersey in all of the NFL because of Taylor Swift. That, that the was, was crazy to me. The, and that's the, the type and that's of- it. Yeah, and that's the thing, Rod, is I'm with you. I do not care. Matter of fact, it, it absolutely bothers the hell out of me that the fact that she was at the game has overshadowed everything else. And they're making it seem like her coming to this game was just the greatest thing for the NFL. No. <laughs> I mean, all it did was bring, you know, Swifties or whatever, her fans or whatever, to watch that particular game and, and, and you know, that kind of thing. And then, of course, mm-hmm. now social media, all of a sudden, all of the fodder is 
the rumors of them being together and you know all of this all of this kind of stuff right um so i, I really hate the sensationalism of it that is taken away from the actual sport and the game i mean yeah it's cute and all of that for a while um but it's like they're, they're really trying to make it seem as if um, her presence at the game, as if it just boosted all of this uh, viewership of, you know, of the NFL and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just kind of hate, hate that about it or whatever. But the fact that she was there was very interesting because you ain't never heard of Taylor Swift going to a football game. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So it's like, why are you really there? You, you know what I mean? So it's just like uh, it, it was it was all about, you know, the PR, all mm-hmm. about the social media. Like uh, I saw this thing. They were talking to Jared Payton and he got some video of them walking out. And he was just like, oh, I, I didn't know I had the best video of all. I was just standing there waiting. And then I said, OK, they're going to come around the corner. I'm going to get them. And they came around the corner and it wasn't like they came around the corner holding hands. Holding hands and, and like, they like that. <laughs> Like he came around the corner with his arm around her. They were literally just walking side by side out of the thing. It was like, really, all you did was get them walking out. Is it really that big of a deal? So, yeah. So, um, on on uh, Yahoo Sports, they say that the sale of Kelsey jerseys increased four hundred percent from yeah. sun, since uh, uh, since Sunday. Hey, so four hundred. All the Swifties bought it, huh? <laughs> right. All the Swifties bought it. Um, they bought them. All the Swift Swifties bought them swiftly. Now, now we do have to be very careful because not, Swift not to offend the Swifties. <laughs> we can't. We can't offend the Swifties because they can we cancel us. We love y'all. Just like now, hey, like the we love the Beehives. If want to become become uh, followers, hey, let's mm-hmm. do it. Let's do it. Matter of um, fact, uh, but, D, could you sing us a verse of one of Taylor's uh, songs? I can't even tell you the same song she sings. <laughs> Don't say that, right? Don't say that. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> we know, we, we, we horse, know. we horse right now. That's all. We would <laughs> sing yeah, it, but it was, we, uh, we want to sing it. Um, the, the what it did do though, <laughs> the, and what made the why the NFL is is really happy about this. It made that horrible game something to watch. They had something to talk about other than the fact that uh, Chicago couldn't couldn't gain five yards on, the, in offense. That the, little, that the little Bears were getting spanked. <laughs> the Cubbies. <laughs> oh, they took them out into the woodshed. And spanked them. <laughs> spanked. Speaking of, another game that on <laughs> speaking of a spanking. Speaking of a spanking. Oh my lord. Yes. This game. Speaking of a spanking. Well, first off, first off, let, let me say it like this. Let me say it like this. The Miami Dolphins won the game. They scored 70 points in an NFL game. 70 points. Which is almost unheard of. It's only the fourth time ever that a team has scored seventy points or more in a football game. Um, but it's a good thing the game was only sixty minutes. <laughs> the Broncos were. But here's the thing: 
they scored 70 points, but had the ball <laughs> at the, uh, the 20 with eight minutes to go and kneeled down to get a ball back to Denver. <laughs> they didn't want to score. They could have gotten the record. The record is 74 points. They could have gotten the record, but they didn't want to. They they took a knee with eight minutes to go to give the ball back to, to uh, Denver so they wouldn't score. They didn't, they didn't break the record. If that's not the most humiliating thing for a football team ever, I don't know what is. But first, I want to give props to the Miami Dolphins who have one of the most entertaining offenses I've seen since uh, the greatest show greatest on turf. Show on turf, yeah. But Jalen Waddle hurt now, though. So yeah, Waddle's hurt. Man, but bro, even with Waddle so. hurt, they still got burners all over the place. Oh yeah, you still. Raheem got Most, I did not realize Raheem Mostert was that fast. Mostert, yeah. And he went to. I did not know he was that fast. A Chan, a Chan. Bro, everybody, you name him, man. I think just. The freaking tight end was outrunning the uh, whole team. Yeah. So, so props to, to uh, the Dolphins, man. Bro, that was a wonderful offensive display. Dolphins got to Now let's get to the flip side. Oh, yeah. Now let's get to the flip side. Bro, the Denver Broncos. And I, I was talking to you about this. D about this uh earlier. Um uh Russell Wilson. Payton, Sean Payton. Sean Payton, the first thing he did, well, one of the first things he did was when, when he got there talking about how horrible the coaching was last year. Mm. You know, he 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 degraded the, the previous head coach, you know, talked about you know how the team was run, blah blah blah. But that team never got beat. By 50 <laughs> points and didn't allow a team to score 70 points on them. Sean, Sean Payton caught a classic case of foot and mouth disease. Mm. Foot and mouth syndrome, man. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. But um, you know, most of the blame for the Broncos failings this year have been placed at the foot of uh your boy Russell Wilson. Now, I'm not a big Russell Wilson fan. Never have been, probably never will be. However, the failings of this team is not, it's not on solely on, on Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Russell Wilson. <laughs> it's definitely not on Russell Westbrook. <laughs> right. Hey, he, 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 he didn't break it. Um, so, Doreen, who, who do you put the hey, most blame? That's right. <laughs> Who do you put the most blame on for the way the Denver Broncos are for after these first three games? So, first thing I would I would wonder, uh, the first question I would ask is how much turnover is on the roster? Because if you don't have a lot of turnover, well, this team is still the same team that sucked under the last coaching mm -hmm. administration. So you bring you bringing Sean Payton into a into a situation with a bunch of players who were already losers last year, and <laughs> no amount of coaching. Losers. <laughs> <'Cause they lost. laughs> well, they were. 
no no amount no amount of new coaching uh or new or a brand new philosophy understand that at the same time that you know we talk about blame who you gonna blame it on well the hackett only lasted didn't even last the whole season so these players this is their third offense this is their third offensive system in two years right so mm-hmm. I think you got to give Sean Payton an opportunity to do something. Um, I think you, you know, uh, I think you got to give Russell Wilson an opportunity to get, you know, to see if he can get better in Sean Payton's office. It's, it's only been two, two to three games. He's only been with him a few months or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think you got to give Russ an opportunity to adapt. So I think that I, I don't really want to lay blame on anybody right now other than the players that got that ass whooping and the defensive coordinator that couldn't seem to adjust to whatever it is that the Dolphins were doing. Or, hell, the Dolphins might just be that good. We'll see as the season yeah. goes on. Um, they play Buffalo but, this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, we, so are they are they in Buffalo or in Miami? In Buffalo. In Buffalo. Okay. Now, that, that's going to be interesting. Now, had it been December, that'd be real interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but but we'll see how how well they play up in, up in Buffalo this week against a, a good defense, a, a much better defense, right? Than than we mm-hmm. saw out of Denver, which is interesting because Denver was a top ten defense when they last season. But they so even traded they away, terrible, even though they were terrible, they had a good defense last year. So so I, I think they I traded think away. Uh, Denver traded away Chubb and uh, their cornerback. Right, right, and that that ain't on Sean Payton. So, so I, I think that a lot of it is on ownership at this particular point. Um, I think that we we can't really judge Sean Payton until we start getting into later in the season, and then of course into next season to really see um, if if you know his new coaching philosophy and the new offense and the new defense of all of that stuff is going to pay off. It's really kind of hard to judge them right now. If you think about the fact that they are a brand new defense with a brand new defensive coordinator learning a new system, they just happen to run into a juggernaut. Them, yeah, they, uh, Miami, they've been playing storm. together three years. They've, they've been playing. Storm. They've been playing together what two years, three years now in that offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is third year. This third year. Yeah. So they oh. ran into a, a third, a third year, a, a team where your top players. Have your quarterback, your receivers, tight end, running backs, mm-hmm. line, offensive line have all been in this same system now for three years against a team that's only been in this in this system since what training camp started in what July mm-hmm. when Sean, when did Sean Payton get hired June or something like that. So it, again, for me, it's kind of hard to judge at this particular point. But I know okay, dudes okay. want to talk about his Dolphins. He ain't never had a chance. He ain't had a chance to talk about. Yeah, I know we ain't been good in a long time. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I start to uh, bring out my Marino jersey from back in the day. It's a little, uh, <laughs> it's a little, you know, beat up it's right little, now. Little tattered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. reminds mm-hmm. me of my uh, my Marks brothers and all the boys. Right. Remember Clayton. Mr. Beach, all right? Duper. No, I don't remember <laughs> that dude. I don't remember that. But Tony yeah, Nathan doing and that. all those guys, Duper. Was it Reggie? Uh, was it Roby? Super the, Duper. The kicker. The, kicker, the, the brother. Kicker. <laughs> yeah, Reggie Roby. The first brother I ever saw kicking football. <laughs> and, and he would kick it like 80 yards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a 
was crazy. Like um, he had one steroid leg. <laughs> so the, the, I was I was going I was going the, the direction that you went with. Um, at, when I first thought about it, I was thinking it was going to be out. I, I was thinking more about uh, Sean Payton, uh, and it was mainly because you know he he put his foot in his said. mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when you when you actually sit and look at it, the 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 whole issue with this team is on ownership because um, even Russell Westbrook's situation ownership allowed him <laughs> to do the thing that he did last year. You Westbrook, know, Russell, listen Russell, to Westbrook. <laughs> listen, man, I'm gonna say Russ. I hope, I hope Russell Westbrook don't catch you in the street. <laughs> ownership allowed Russell Wilson. Keep my name out your mouth. <laughs> they allowed Russell Will Wilson to do all the stuff that he did last year. Um, you know, having his own office. What quarterbacks have an office at the at the stadium? I don't know what quarterbacks have no office at the stadium. What you need an office for? You got office hours where you got to talk to your your running backs and your receivers. Um, mm-hmm. but they allowed that they allowed that situation to fester like it did and to, to occur. It wasn't even it wasn't even uh the previous coach. He, I'm pretty sure he didn't want Russell to have his own little uh office, but ownership allowed him because they paid him. You know, they figured shoot, we 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 paying you 80 180 million dollars guaranteed, you know, we'll let you do whatever you want to do. So they're give the ones brother, that give, give a brother office. They're, <laughs> they're the right. ones that gave him that contract. Um, and it's, it wasn't someone, uh, I don't even think it was someone that, um, uh, the last coach wanted, I don't even know if he wanted Russ, but that's who they gave him. That's what he had to roll with. Um, but, uh, ownership is the one that, that created this, this mess with the contract for Russell, um, even with the contract with Sean Payton. So now Sean Payton has a contract, his guaranteed also. So, uh, but hey, you got this contract, but you can't get rid of Russ. They're not gonna. They the one thing they will not do. They're not gonna. They're not gonna cut Russell uh, Wilson. <laughs> they're not gonna cut him because they owe him too much money. If you cut him, man, you have to cut half the team just to get under the salary cap. So right. y'all, still, y'all need to figure it out. <laughs> And you need to figure it out fast. Um, but again, Broncos aside, uh, you got the Jets that's that's dysfunctional, you got the Broncos that's dysfunctional. D, we didn't put it on the on the uh the the, the list, but man, we gotta talk about the Chicago Bears and uh Justin Fields throwing his his uh coaches under the bus, <laughs> basically saying that um the reason he's playing so bad is because of coaching. Hmm. Was that a good thing to say? <laughs> we know the answer. But would you, would you say that? Probably not. It, was, it wasn't a good thing to say, no. Was it the truth? Who knows? But was it a good thing to say? No. Um, but I don't know. I, but at the same time, I think sometimes we forget that they're not just talking. Mm-hmm. He didn't he didn't come and just start saying, oh, the coaching is doing this coach. He was asked a particular question. Mm-hmm. And he answered the question. 
Um, so I think we got to remember that too. It, it wasn't like he just came out. He just found a reporter and started talking about the coaching. He was asked a, a specific question and he answered a specific question about why his, I think it really, it, it wasn't necessarily the idea of, of him playing poorly or anything of that nature. It had to do with his mechanics. Like he, he was playing robotic or he wasn't getting out and running and, and why wasn't he doing those kinds of things that he, he was like, well, coaching you know so so again i, I kind of wonder also too if maybe his his answer um and and that's often oftentimes what we have is is we harp more on these athletes answers instead of understanding that oftentimes they were asked a dumbass question mm-hmm. <laughs> or they were asked a really bad question by a reporter that they were answering so Okay, so you had so this week Chicago had that issue with Justin Fields, um, you know, in his his coaching answer. <laughs> but they also had another issue with their def- defensive coordinator. Yeah, he got uh, he quit. He resigned. Uh, he said for health reasons. However, um, Adam Scheffler is reporting they were making him sick. He resigned because um, uh, his house got raided by the feds. Ooh, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. And that will make you sick also. So, um, but again, (laughs) it goes to the the dysfunction of of the the organization. Um, Did they vet the, the, the new defensive coordinator before they hired him? You know, what was it? What really was going on with this 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 dude? Um the well the we gotta let the facts come out. We were just talking about this. Really. I gotta let the facts come out. Gotta let the facts come out before we 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 jump to conclusions. However, um you would think that some of the defensive players would come out and show some some form of support for him. Chicago's just trying to sweep this under the rug and not even talk about it. You don't have anybody on the team even mentioning the fact that you lost your defensive coordinator in the third game of the season. So who's going to call the defensive plays now? Everflux is saying he's going to call the plays, the head coach, uh, who is a defensive person. But if you're doing that, who's running the team now? It's real difficult to be the defensive coordinator and run the, the whole team. You know, you're making calls for the whole team. But, um, no. Hey, more power to them. The Bears are dysfunctional. Uh, who cares? I really don't care about the Bears. They can lose every game. <laughs> it, it, would, it would make me happy either way. Um, but that's our NFL. Other than the fact that I, I, I'm not going to make my rant. I would rant, but it's getting a little late now. Um, what happened to the, uh, the, the Cowboys? And, you know, we won't so mention the dude, Bengals, D, but we just talk about the Cowboys. Dudes, we don't, we don't need to talk about Cowboys. <laughs> we don't need to talk about Cowboys. We'll talk about them next oh, week. Yeah, we, we, we don't need to talk about them. Next week, you know, once they win this next game, we'll talk about the Cowboys. But this week, I can't. If we'll I talk about the Cowboy Cowboys, hat like uh, Stephen A. He wants Stephen A. Cowboy hat. Um, but what we will talk about is the WNBA. Um, WNBA, the first round of the playoffs are over. They're in the semifinals. Um, 
but one of the, the the thing I want to mention about the WNBA is um uh, uh from the Liberty. Let me find her information. Oh, where's she at? Dang it. Um wow, I'm going brain dead on this woman's name. Brianna Stewart. Uh, Brianna Stewart has won her second <laughs> WNBA uh MVP. Um, in her first season with the with the Liberty, mm-hmm. so we want to con- uh, give shout out to Brianna uh, Stewart, uh, Asia Wilson, uh, finished second, came in a close second, mm-hmm. close second, and if she the one, I-, I don't think anyone could would have been upset because she had a great season also. Um, both teams, um, Brianna Stewart's Liberty finished second overall in the league, Asia Wilson's team. Finished first, um, and they had two great seasons. So whoever won, you wouldn't you wouldn't care. You know, it, it, it was good no matter how they how they did it. Uh, but what I am looking forward to these semifinals. Uh, the Aces look like they're gonna, you know, go ahead and and do their thing. They're up two games to none. Um, yeah, they they so, outmatched Dallas. It's it's yeah, it's not. Yeah, the, not uh, the Liberty going against the Sun. That's a that's a uh, a horse of a uh, what do they say uh, a bird of a, a different feather. Horse of a different color. Tied horse <laughs> of a different color. You say a horse of a different feather. I said a bird. Feathers, man. I said a bird of a different a horse feather. of a different feather. <laughs> I was about to say a horse of a different color. That's a bird of a different feather. So anyway, you got a horse. You talking about um, one of them, uh, what you call a Pegasus? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, the Sun and the and the and Liberty are tied one one in the best of five. Um, they're going to what um, what you eat a piece of chicken? Hey man, <laughs> one of the popcorn. Eat the popcorn. Um, so we're looking forward to the to the rest of the semifinals because WNBA game. I watched a lot more WNBA games this year than I have. Ever really, and the WNBA game has evolved a lot from when it first started. Um, the girls, uh, the young ladies are way more athletic. Um, the, the style of play, it, it this, their style of play is kind of like the way that we used to play, and that everybody's moving, the ball is being passed around. It's not just bring the ball down and jack it up from 50. Although they do have a lot of a lot of uh, players that will bring it down to jack it up from fifty, uh, uh, jack you. <laughs> Stop jacking, dudes! Stop jacking. <laughs> dudes got issues, man. Dudes Rock. got issues. <laughs> dudes got Let issues. Man. This gonna be that male Tucker ish. This is a male Tucker <laughs> man. <laughs> what is it, the the seven degrees separation? It always go back to Milton. <laughs> anyway, um, but congrats to the to uh the finalists, the the four finalists for the semifinalists rather, and we look forward to the to the final. Um, and more basketball news, something that we we didn't talk about that happened since our last episode. Is these brothers? The brothers. 
the brothers from the uh the US World Cup uh team basketball um they didn't do so well didn't do so well uh they didn't even medal this year um they actually lost to Canada in the bronze game uh, who won was it Germany yeah Germany won yeah Germany Germany Dennis won. Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. So, dudes, the question that we have on the board is, has the rest of the world caught up with the USA when it comes to basketball? I think they're uh, catching up, but I don't think they've caught up yet. They're, they're getting there, but I don't think they've caught up yet. Um, certainly, it seems like the, uh, the foreign teams have a better – Big guys that are, uh, you know, centers, low post players uh, than we have. For some reason in our country, we've kind of moved away from that. And, you know, we've all fallen in love with the three pointers. And, you know, thank you, guys, Steph Curry. Yeah, the big guys want to be Steph Curry as well in, in our country. So, but um, I think they are catching up. You know, everybody points at, you know, uh, how the dream team inspired, you know, most of the foreign players, you know. Uh, I think Tony Parker and those guys, you know, they mentioned that their Hall, Hall of Fame speeches and uh, Manu and uh, even Dirk Nowitzki. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, they the foreign players certainly have gotten better. And it seems like it's an NBA player on all the foreign teams now. But, you know, I think uh, I feel like we still have the, the best talent right now. Our style of play and then, uh, you know, the uh, lack of continuity. I think is what's you know hurting us the most right now, and then uh, like you said, some of our best players, of course, they don't participate in the uh, the world games, but they do come play in the Olympics. So I think that'll uh, get us over. And uh, like I said, we do need the uh, continuity. You know, when they started the uh, what it was called, the the redeem team and all that under uh, Coach K. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a um, you know they made agreement and you know they all. Would come back each summer or you know they they stay together for a while that group lebron uh d wade kobe and those guys chris paul and so they need something else like that you know with our greatest players you know and had that continuity and have them to play together because these other countries they've been playing together since they were teenagers so and you know we definitely know about that you know we played together mm-hmm. so long that you know we knew what the other person was thinking before they even <laughs> You know, thought thinking, it. yeah, thought it, you know, we knew where somebody was going to go before they even went there, you know, without even mentioning it or whatever. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's you can't you can't beat that. That's that's like a a, 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 a hidden bonus. So, yeah, the other teams are catching up, but they haven't caught up yet. And that's my take. Darwin, you know, it's funny uh, because you basically took the words right out of my mouth. Um, I, I, I'm not, I can't say that they have caught up. Can I say that they're catching up? Uh-oh. Oh, wait a minute. Something just happened. Oh. <laughs> Broke it. Okay. So, so I was, I was fixing something <laughs> on my monitor and then all of a sudden everything went blank. Yeah. You didn't uh, catch up. <laughs> so, uh, so no, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, that they've caught up yet. Too much B street. Uh, I think that uh, I think that I think that the talent is getting better overseas, but I also think a big part of the problem is that the overseas game is different than the NBA game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And because of the fact that dudes were saying that they have big men and we've gone, we've gone away from that. We've gone to positionless basketball over here that, that when they get in those games in those FIBA games where you can go 10, where you can get on the rim, where you need big men, they don't have it. And so they don't have anybody to play down. They don't have anybody that can, uh, that can play rough and tumble down low with the big men that they have. That's the same reason that they had so much trouble with the Joker in the NBA. They they got a bunch of Jokers over in uh, in Europe, European basketball. Mm-hmm. And then again, reiterating, you know what what Dude said, the continuity. Um, you know, you don't have you know those those. And again, that was another point that Dude took right out of my took right out of my mouth in terms of. Those foreign players play together for years on the same the same guys when they're the kids. play together for years where every two years or every four years, every time it's a FIBA World Cup, you got 12 new dudes uh, when when the Olympics come. Then you got 12 more new dudes that come in and want to play and you don't have any continuity. And so they can't play with these teams that have been playing together um, for for a long time. So I, I, I can't say necessarily that the the talent has caught up, but the United States needs to understand one, if we're going to go play internationally, that that's a different game and we need to choose players that can go play that kind of game internationally. Um, but, you know, we think, we think that all we need to do is get a bunch of Anthony Edwards and Jason Tatum's and Steph Curry's. If you put them all on the same team, mm-hmm. then that, that, that's what's going to, we just going to out talent everybody. And that's that's not necessarily the case when you're playing that kind of a game. So, so and you know what what else I was thinking, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we were talking about you know the, the big the big man. You know, even if we brought our best big man, that would probably be who Bam, right? And he's probably like what uh, the the number six, six seven big man six eight yeah six nine six eight or six nine. But I'm saying in terms of ranking, he might be what like the number six or seven best big man in the NBA, maybe, right? Yeah, because uh, somewhere well, around there, yeah, uh, somewhere. Well, you talking about big? Yeah, you got Embiid, you got Jokic, you got uh, you got Giannis, you got uh, right, and none of none of them are from the USA. Exactly, that's what I'm they saying. All, so they all play on foreign teams. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. So we don't my, really my, have my any big is, man we could throw out there. My 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 thing is, um, it's not about the uh, has a world caught up because I don't I don't feel that the world is even close. Uh, talent-wise, to the U.S. players. The problem that, that I think that we have is that is it even important to the U.S.? I don't think the – I think the only thing that's important is the Olympics, mm-hmm. right? Every four years, they'll get together, and we'll, we'll, we'll put our, our best players together and go for the Olympics. But the I think other LeBron and those guys are talking about going for it as well, exactly. too. So. Mm-hmm. The other international um, competitions – we don't put we don't we have our C team out there playing. Mm-hmm. There is in in no no disrespect to uh to uh what's his name Porter, um the the big man from Mil- from Milwaukee. What's his name? Um, uh, oh, uh, you talking about? Uh, oh, uh, Bobby, Porter. Bobby, Bobby Porter. Bobby Porter. No disrespect to Bobby Porter because he's an NBA player and and he's and, good. Yeah. Uh, He's very good. But Bobby Porter is not one of the top 15 players in the, in the NBA, you know, um, 
if if Bobby Porter is, is our big man, we got some problems. And and that's the issue. The players, they they're the ones that don't want to do this. And the thing is, is you know, everybody talking about oh, they don't want to go out there because they don't want to get hurt. Well, you playing basketball in the summertime anyway, in gyms with some people with your boys from down the down the street. Yeah. You're doing it anyway. What why not go out there and and um show the world that the NBA still has the best talent um playing basketball. Um, so I don't go out there and compete. Go go compete. The excuses that they give, oh, you know, it's, it's vacation time, but you're still playing basketball. You, you're doing the same, you're doing the same stuff. Um, but and you don't want to sacrifice your time. And I, I hate to be the one to say, oh, you're getting paid X amount of dollars, but you are. You you're allowed this livelihood, you, you're getting paid this this huge um amount of money to play the, the game of basketball. Um go promote your business to the world to show the world hey we steal the greatest thing and here's the thing if you go out there and you win in these international competitions the teams the 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 world will see that you are these great players and you get even more sponsorships mm-hmm. from Not China and all those other countries yeah. all these other countries because now you you're being exposed to these other countries yeah your so brand is global now Make a make a business decision. If you don't want to do it for the for the, the love of the game and for the love of the country, it's a business decision. Go out there and make that money with these countries that you would never, well, otherwise wouldn't make money in. You know, uh, so that's my biggest issue. Now, I, again, I don't think the world caught up. I just don't think it's that important <laughs> to most of the players right now. Yeah, I can see that. So, um. And now, to the moment we've been waiting for all day long, we got to talk about this. It's, it's, it's been all over the TV all day long, all summer long. Um, since your boy Damian Lillard decided he wanted to let the Portland Trailblazers know that you know, after what is it, eleven years, twelve years, however long you've been mm-hmm. in Portland, um, it was now time for a change. And requested to take trade. a challenge to Miami. <laughs> he wanted to take his challenge to South Beach, man. He wanted to take his South, challenge to South Beach. But something happened along the way. His During plane that trip. Got <laughs> happened along the way. His plane got the birds, man. We had in the, oh. in the surprise of all surprises, <laughs> your boy Dame Lillard. Got traded to the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks. It's gonna be a cold winter. It's a little, little, little different weather than than Miami Beach. Slightly. Um, just a little bit. Just a little bit. But but is it bad though? Because now the brother goes and plays with one of the top three players in the world in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. I almost messed that up. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. good. Yeah, that was pretty good though. Uh, but now you know he goes to get goes to play with with Giannis. Um, and we talked about this earlier, dudes. Where would you rank? Where would you rank um, Milwaukee's team in the East right now? Oh, I, I would definitely say I give them. Oh, that's close. I give them number two. I can't go against my Celtics, oh. so I guess it. 
I guess I need to keep it that way. Yeah. But okay, it, I mean, okay. I, I think it's close. I, 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 I think highly of Dame and his uh, talents. And then, of course, uh, Giannis and his heart, you know, he's always been a thorn in the side of the Celtics. And him mm. now having Dame is a, mm, it's, that's going to be a, a tough one for us. So do you think the, um, is it, is it that big of a difference between Dame and uh, Drew Holiday? Uh, well, Drew's a great uh, all-around player. I think he's an underrated uh, offensive player. But yeah, uh, he's a better defender. Exactly. But uh, Dame can uh, light that scoreboard up. And he's a lot better passer than a lot of people give him credit for. But, you know, it's just the fact that he didn't really have the guns after McCullum left. So, you know, he kind of had to light up the scoreboards. But uh, I, I believe uh, I believe he's I believe he's going to be a good fit for Milwaukee. And then, like the uh, resurgence, like I said uh, earlier, of uh, Brooke Lopez, I think that meant a lot, you know, offensively and defensively for Brooke. So, Brooke is a great defensive player. Uh, right, yeah, what he, he played great on offense he, this year too. What say you, Wonder Mouse? I think it makes I think it makes Milwaukee the team to beat in uh, in the East. I think it makes them number that. one. I think it makes them number one. And I think it makes them number one. I know dudes don't want to go against. Yeah, himself. I, I think that makes me unhappy. <laughs> he, I know dudes don't want to go against his Celtics, but if we if we go back to conversations that we've had, if we rewind the tape, like Microwave said, and uh, and go look at the tape, we can talk about all these times we talked about the issues that the Celtics had and why the Celtics mm-hmm. couldn't win and and so on and so forth. And a big why are you part of that stuff, talk- D. Right. (laughs) A big part of that we talked about was, uh, you know, with Tatum and and Brown not being able to kind of decide who was going to be Batman and who was going to be Robin, however you want to put it. Um, I think with with um, with adding Dame to the books, it gives you even though I hate to use this, you know, this term or whatever, but it gives you a legitimate big three. Drew, Drew Holiday was a great defensive player, but Drew Holiday wasn't a dependable scorer. Dame is a dependable scorer. Uh, again, you're going to lose, you're gonna lose something defensively. But what you lose defensively, where you know, where you could put Drew Holiday on the, the other team's best player, whether he was a whether he was a two guard or whether whether he was a two or the three, you could put Drew Holiday One, on two, that player. Three. You can't you can't do that with Dane. Um, but I think the firepower that Dane brings, the consistent scoring that Dane brings, the ability for Dane to consistently put up 25, 30 points. And I think that he's going he's going to take a lot of the pressure off Giannis. Um, we saw Giannis do what? We saw Giannis try to become a three-point shooter. And it took away from other points of his game. Yeah, it added a little bit to his game, but I mean, how many of us really were going to want to see twice see about Giannis out there about Giannis out there shooting three? Yeah, respect his three point. <laughs> we go. We gonna let him shoot that all day. Now he doesn't have to worry about doing that. Now he can go play the way he's been playing. He can be aggressive. He can play downhill. He can play down low. He can get rebounds. He can do all of those things because now he's got Dame. To take that offensive pressure off him. You don't and have he can to use win. that training that Akeem uh, just gave him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. Grand. So and so with Middleton 
and then you didn't lose anybody else. That's why the question I asked Rodney when you said that they traded for him, I said, who did they lose? And they really they lost Drew Holiday Gracie and Grayson Allen. Allen. Mm-hmm. Well, Dane, it, the the points per game that Grayson Allen and Drew Holiday had, Dane makes up for that immediately. So I so for me, it puts the Bucks clearly number one, and Philly. Nah, well. What, yeah. what about the Knicks? You just said the Knicks. Oh. <laughs> oh, we're gonna talk about the Knicks. We're gonna talk about the Knicks. Uh, so let's not. Let's not. Why? Because they're gonna be the sixth to seventh best team in the league. No, again. we three. We three, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here's here's the, here's the thing. Um, you sound like Saudi, and now you can only count to three. So that's why you said the Knicks third. <laughs> My man, no, one, two, three, three. We have the third best team in the East. All right, look, but let me go back. In East, what Eastern Europe? Yeah, in Eastern New York. <laughs> um, <laughs> Eastern New York. Earlier today, earlier today, um, mm. I said that the Lord spoke to Boston, you. <laughs> Boston had the best team in the East. Because um, they got um, they got White, they got Brogdon, they got mm-hmm. Brown and Tatum, and they also got uh, Porzingis. With Horford still there, even though you know he's long in the he team, looked, but he's still he looked rough in the, in the finals. And they Man. still got Williams. In, they got still got Williams in the paint when he can actually play. And they still have a couple of other. Um, they got like Peyton. Uh, what's the little, little 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 boy, little white boy named Peyton? Pritchard. Yeah. Peyton. Um, Peyton Pritchard. Pritchard, Peyton Pritchard. Anyway, uh, they got him on the bench. So they, they have a pretty, pretty real good, good team. But the more I thought about it, and Dorian actually pushed me this way, I do think, I do think Dame on Milwaukee will put them at the top of the East because no, right. Come on now. Stay, stay with because, me, man. Don't, don't follow D. No, no, no. Here's the thing, man. Here's the thing, dudes. With, like I said, Giannis doesn't have to. He doesn't have to stand at the uh, three point line anymore. He can go down there and he can kill. And the thing is, you can't you can't leave him in the post by himself. You are gonna have to double him. Yeah, because he so, got that fifty thousand dollars worth of training from a king. Exactly. A king showed this man how to get them low post moves, so he he can be balling. But um, once you send Randall them, down there, right? With them, with <laughs> them, with them only losing. Um, uh, Grayson Allen and Drew Holiday, uh, and some draft picks. Nobody care about the draft picks because they're gonna be low anyway. Uh, that's why I always fuss about draft picks. They're gonna be low anyway. If you if you if you get the uh, the best player, you're gonna have a low draft pick. You should. You better. Um, but they'll they'll find another player to re- replace Grayson Allen. That that's nothing. Um, and Dame offensively is way better. I mean, way better. Than Drew Holiday, and yes, you're giving up some stuff defensively. But the point, the the point difference between the defensive saves and the offensive gains is uh, Dame still gives you more, um, and you still got Middleton who went healthy, and that's the, that's going to be the biggest issue with Milwaukee, and that's their health uh, with Dame and Middleton and uh, Lopez in the middle. If they can stay healthy. There's, there's really not a whole lot that you can do to stop them because that's one of those things that you pick your poison thing, and that's that's a dangerous choice. 
Um, then you got Boston. You know, I, I went through their stuff. Uh, their biggest issue is they don't really have that that um, that table setting point guard like they had with with uh, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart was was the leader of that crew, but mm-hmm. they got Porzingis, something they never had. A low post scorer that can, that can go out to the to the uh, three and shoot. So they'll get the second pick, and after that, you got my Knicks, man. My Knicks are third. We have you got. <laughs> right, listen, how did that happen? <laughs> listen, we we have the third best roster in the East. You have to give it to us. We got Brunson. We got man. Uh, I, I, I forgot who's on their roster. You said they're the third best. Man, we roster. got everybody, bro. We they got must Brunson. Have it. It must have had a rehaul. We got RJ. Oh, we got. Uh, unfortunately, I gotta say we got J. Uh, uh, Randall. But anyway, Randall still he was a, he was a second team all uh, all NBA player. So even though I fussed about him, the brother got skills. We got Mitchell Robinson in the middle. You got uh Defensenzo, uh, and Jason Hart, and you got uh Quickly, and we got Grimes. So we we got a. A, a litany of, of players that can come out there and do some stuff. The question is, <laughs> shut up, man. Uh, the question that we have is, uh, will 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 our coach ever change the 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 offensive philosophy? Uh, and then you got uh, Miami. You got the next person we're gonna talk about, and that's your boy James Harden in Philly because he ain't going nowhere. Harden will be in Philly. Um, and then you got so, Cleveland. So the East, like I said earlier, the East is no longer the least, man. The East has a lot of talent. Um, and I think this is going to be the year that they you know, take that, that championship back from the West. Oh, anybody got nothing to say? No comments? I, we, we still, we flabbergasted by that Knicks comment. Because you know it's true. <laughs> you know it's true. Girl, you trying to figure out what you're drinking over there. <laughs> right. And you, you chose the right song, Millie Vanilli, Imposters, <laughs> to sing about the Knicks. Yeah, yeah, I know it's true. Come on now. Come on now. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Yeah, they got the right because you know it's true. But all right. So our other our other player, favorite player to talk about, who Dame got traded, but this brother has not been traded. And that's the boy James Harden in Philly. Is it possible? He's going to the Knicks. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Is it possible for Harden to mend the fences and go back to Philly? Or would you would you uh, go ahead and, and trade him to wherever you can just to get rid of that, that, uh, uh, that distraction? Who, who did he piss off other than Daryl Moore? Oh, uh, MB. He, he done with him. I mean, is Embiid Embiid? But MB was kicking it with him. Uh, what were they at with Embiid? All that was at the so it's, it's nothing personal. It's it's just he probably upset about the whole back and forth and whether he want to be there or not or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But but it but that's an easy fence to mend if you're going to come play. That's all Embiid wants. Embiid it ain't that Joel Embiid don't like Harden personally, mm-hmm. from what I can tell. It's just that he wants him to make up his mind. Do you want to play here or do you not want to play here? Do you want to be here or not? I think that yeah. that's Embiid's. I think that that's Embiid's issue. The only person that he would really piss off is really Daryl Morey, 
And and so whether I think that fence is easily mended if he comes in and plays and they win. But, and then he don't really have to worry about his relationship with the GM. He has to worry about his relationship with his fellow players. And I, I don't I don't I don't know of any place where where that that relationship has been severed in any way. Yeah, I agree with D. Uh, winning is the uh, best deodorant. So uh, that would smooth <laughs> everything over. Um, I mean, I think Harton, he would be the only one that's, you know, still hurt, you know, and upset about the situation. Uh, Maury can, I think Maury can get over it. You know, he's called a liar. Okay. You know, <laughs> as long as the team's winning and he's making money, you know, he'll, he'll be all right. Embiid, as long as the team's uh, winning, you know, and Harden's producing and helping him to succeed, then, you know, he'd be okay. Right but now, Harden, you know, you know, what is he going to do? Is he going to hold out or, you know, what is he going to do? That's that's the, the $50 million question. What is Harden going to do? Um, he's already said that. You know he something, though? At this point with James Harden, to go back to my song, <laughs> I mean, he's really gotten on my nerves so bad that I really don't care anymore. Um, you know, you've tried everything. You've tried everything you can to get out of three situations that you said three. you wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. Three. You know, so at this point, it's just like, dude, shut up and come play ball. Yeah. That's like- that's what I want to see. I want to see you come play ball, and I want to see you not yeah. nut up uh, when 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 it's, when we need you when your team needs you the most. Do yeah, that for me, because he's show, he's already shown that uh, he's not going to be happy in no situation. Right, you know, every place he, like you said, he wanted to go, he wasn't happy. He was unhappy. Then he, you know, found a way to get himself traded. You know, he put his fat suit on or whatever. <laughs> right, know, a couple of us got uh, the fat suit on now, but you know, I won't bring that up. And uh, but yeah, he he found a way to get to leave every situation, you know, that he quit on his team. Right. Uh, it, 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 we saw this off season that there was no market for, uh, for him because of, you know, all his antics and the thing, things he's done. So I think the best thing for him to do is stay in Philly and, you know, win, try to smooth everything over. And then, you know, maybe he could move on after that, but his, uh, his, uh, reputation needs an overhaul. And that was the reason why he didn't opt out of his contract because he knew there was no market for him. Teams were not lining up at his door um, trying to get him to, to to come play for them. And he knew that. So that was the reason why he he um, uh, opted into his contract and kept that money. He could have gone to any team he wanted to, but he chose not to because he wanted the money. And I, I have no sympathy for him, man. Hey, this, mm-hmm. this is the bed that you, that you made. This is the one you lie in. Um, and at the end of the day, Philly don't have to do nothing. They don't have to do anything. You under contract, you can show up and play, and we can try to they win the championship. It. Or you can not show up, not get paid, <laughs> and look stupid sitting on the sideline. So um, that's where he is, and that's where he's going to be, because I don't think Philly going to trade him. Because there's nobody there's, – there's no team out there that – wants to give up the assets to get James Harden. If James Harden was a free agent, okay, maybe. I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll sign you as a free agent. But I'm not going to give up assets and then give you a big contract also. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, just to have that. you quit on us, no. Just to, and have us have you disappear in the playoffs. That's the main thing. 
you know, never have you shown up in the playoffs. So, uh, and I'm not paying for that. Well, he showed up at the strip club. Never have I ever showed up in the playoffs. He showed up at a strip club in Houston in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, you showed up there. (laughs) All right, D. The Atlanta Braves beat the Chicago Cubs tonight. So your boys <laughs> move up. They're a game and a half oh. back now. Okay. I should say, what the hell was that? I got scared. <laughs> right, right. I was like, uh-oh. What happened? You just completely you only a game and a half back now, man. Okay. All right. Well, I thought it was we'll another uprising at the Capitol or something. Right. <laughs> right. We we need we need to see them win. Uh Lose three more games and then then we good. But the Reds got to win too, so we shall. Reds got to win, man. Reds got to win. So those that's one of the topics we'll talk about. My bad. <laughs> what the heck was that? <laughs> hey, y'all, we still trying to get the bugs out for being gone so long. We need to hire. We need to um, hire somebody for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, the uh, MLB playoffs. We'll be talking about that next week. Next week we'll know uh, who's in, who's out. Uh, hopefully D ain't crying. Uh, he'll be on the sideline with us, hollering at, at, at me and the Cardinal fans. Um, but we want to thank y'all for continuing to watch us. Please, please come uh, back. We hope we get. We hope. Come on back. Come on back. Come on back. Come back to our page. <laughs> What's old is what's new. We, we love want to join us. Sports is our special. We're waiting for you. <laughs> Come on, D. St. Louis. <laughs> the fact that you even remember that damn song. Is <laughs> hey, hey. Yes, I do. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. But again, we was, was he trying to do his uh, Jamaican accent? No, nah, I didn't. I didn't try that. I didn't try that. Okay. I wasn't gonna disrespect the Jamaicans. Uh, <laughs> right. Bring Brio for Jamaicans. that. I need the Jamaicans to be to be uh, subscribers also. Um, so speaking of which, y'all go ahead, like us, subscribe, uh, get the notification bell. Uh, what else we gotta do? Send uh, us some money. Send dudes always want the money. Send dudes the money. Send us some money. Um, yeah, we'll we, we take it. Uh, but all the things you need to do on social media, do it because we own everything. We own uh, all the different platforms. Wherever you want to go, you can find us. Tell your peoples. Look for us. Uh, and we'll be mindful to always give you everything we got. Uh, we're going <laughs> to stop talking about uh, little, little, what's his name? What's his name? Little uh, Mel. We, we, we ain't gonna talk about little Mel no more. Yeah, we will. Dude's gonna bring him up again. Um, but again, thank y'all. Uh, we've been away for so long, but we're glad to be back. Uh, for all of y'all that that enjoyed what we what we had to say tonight, thank you. All y'all that didn't. And we out.